up and I stay down with the same gang every day now. When the thing changed, but the way out is the layout, nigga. Big M's, nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put the lights down, turn the bass up. One time for the pay cuts. And the price guy just squeeze the life out of shit. They try to break us. What's all the fussing about? We grew up with nothing, my nigga. We still here. That fake shit, we cutting it out. Money come make sure the crew got their fair share. All right. And welcome, welcome, everybody watching to another episode of Food for the Culture. The show where we talk about ongoing topics dealing with our culture, ranging anywhere from current events to pop culture, as well as uh, dating and relationships. I'm your host, Big Mike. Uh, of course, as always, on time, we got Banks in the building. <laughs> 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 Back then, they didn't want me. Now, now they all on me. I'm just saying. You know the vibe. Uh, I hear you, Josh. You in? Josh is here too. But we got a special guest today, uh, actually, and this guest is very special to me. This is my brother Eric, and he's going to join us for our first segment uh, to give us all his opinions. What's up, Eric? What's going on, brothers? All right, all right. Um, and Josh is behind the scenes on the tech. He'll join us shortly, I'm sure. So uh, to get started, man, uh, let's just uh, – well, first of all, Banks, how's your week been this week? Any traveling this week? No. Hey, Banks, you hear me? No, what'd you say? How's your week been? Any, any traveling this week? <laughs> uh, no, not yet. No. I'm still debating. Yeah. Mr. Not ATL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out when, when you finally going back to H Town. Oh, I, I actually want to go soon. Okay. Gosh, I know that's your spot. Um, Yo, my yeah, bad. We wanna, I had to attend something with my parents. Hope everyone is well. E, thank you for joining us. Banks, what up? Big Mike, what Hello, up? Brother. How you doing? How you doing? What's up, bro? I already did the introduction. I started the show. So thank you for joining us, Josh. Uh, I'm sure Max will be back in a second. <laughs> <laughs> but let's dive right in, man. Let's, uh, I mean, the big thing this week is Kanye West. Every day seemed like something new. Started out with his uh, campaign rally in South Carolina, which uh, led to some crazy comments and crazy tweets. So I guess um, we could dive right into it. What did you think about all that, Eric? Since you're new to the show, you can start it right off for us. Oh, I'm starting it. All right. Uh, I think Kanye is a fool, <laughs> personally. Um, I, I, I took some notes. I actually watched the, uh, there was like a seven minute rally, uh, video clip of the rally. And yeah, yeah, I watched it. It was, it's crazy how, um, he wants to run for presidency, but he can't right. get through, let's call it a 20 minute segment without actually breaking down in the middle of everything. Talking about his mom. You know, there's no way that, you know, I, I can't even, there's no way a person can run for presidency or anything in a hire to run even a company and doing that. You know what I mean? He literally started, whoop, 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 whoop. like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I understand you lose your mom, but in the end, there's no way you could be a political figure and then talk about go to China, you know, and something comes up with your mom or something that reminds you of something like that and then you have a breakdown. Um, so that's the one thing I thought of that. Uh, the other thing was, um, 
he started on the clip. He started talking about the plan A. If anybody saw that, um, yep. so his plan for uh, uh, um, adoption, the uh, yeah, the baby stuff, uh, not adoption, abortion. but abortion, right? And what I picked up from that little bit of skit, he said something about uh, he would, you, he, the girl was saying no, 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 and he he went um. Uh, well, you don't want plan A? I can give $50,000 to each person who, uh, instead of having an abortion, he makes a plan for $50,000 a year so you don't have an abortion. He says it real fast, but I had to, uh, you know, I listened to it twice just so uh, I you know, could actually hear it. I did the math on it, right? This is a little bit of homework I did because I, I, I just wanted to... If he did... So, in 2016, there were 600... 600,000 abortions. We're just talking about abortions, not the plan B pill, but let's say abortions, right? Um, the numbers have dropped down every year because they don't go up to 2020 or 2019. So let's say it drops down to 580,000, right? If he gives $50,000 to 580,000 people, that's $29 billion. Where's he getting $29 billion from? It's impossible. Let's say a quarter of those people actually did it. Billion, uh, um, of a quarter of that. There's no way. Where, where's he gonna get the billion dollars at? You know what I mean? Where's he gonna get a billion? Seven, it's crazy, man. So, um, I understand that he wants to maybe change, but he needs to get himself together before he can run around and do anything like that. <laughs> What's this guy, Josh? That's the national debt clock. As you can see, we're oh, wow. at twenty six trillion. In debt, trillion, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And is that so currently I'll, moving I'll, right now? I'll, yeah, it's it's live right now. So we have the uh, tax revenue. You see that one's always in the green, right? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> after all, the United States is a corporation. On our Declaration of Independence, is the United States corporation similar to the East India Trading Company. So there's really not a difference, not to mention every country on earth is governed by maritime law. So it has to do all with commerce. So it's always about exchanging coin. Agreed. Um, since you're already speaking, Josh, what are your thoughts on the whole Kanye uh, saga this week? Well, I would have to at least play the clip for those who haven't seen sure. it because we I, I don't want to assume okay. that everyone's seen it even though you probably should have seen it right but oh. just in case people haven't you know let's uh let's give Con Kanye his full context Stephen move when Harriet Tubman well Harriet Tubman never actually freed the slaves she just had the slaves go work for other white people y'all we leaving right now <laughs> so <laughs> that's the best part <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that part. Of the he said that too, but I, I, that wasn't in the video I saw. That's crazy. And uh, this this is a, a next clip. Her Aisha's comment is on gun violence in the United States. I live on a four thousand acre ranch and I could shoot AR-15s all day, 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 facts without going to jail. And it feels weird because I grew up in Chicago where 
if you use one of the guns that were strategically placed in your community for you to get locked up, you will end up going to jail. I was talking to a fellow billionaire and he talked about... <laughs> no, I, I didn't want to use his name. Use his name. I told you I ain't gonna use his name. Then you told me use his name. You think I work for you? Damn, and just one more. Do you want to be that same person? And your face is covered, so we don't even know who you are. The But uh, yeah, so I mean, nobody ever argued that Kanye don't got bars, <laughs> right? <laughs> come at you. So the thing with Kanye is that he's representing the right message, but he's not the person to represent it, and that's usually the case with Kanye. I think we can all agree with his sentiment during his escapade with Taylor Swift. It just wasn't the format to do that in. So he's always had this problem throughout his entire career. I had a wonderful talk with Dr. Ashley Oliver who talked about mental health, had a great conversation with her, and usually how this is misdiagnosed in the education system. So we talked about that on the Creative Gourd yesterday. And you can clearly see he's schizo and bipolar and clearly went misdiagnosed. And unfortunately, when you're misdiagnosed, it's similar to children who are uh, seen as ADHD or AD, you know, ADD, and then they get these incorrect diagnosis and then they actually have to take stimulants or any type of pharmaceutical drugs which have all those side effects that are at the end of the sales pitch right so all these things are contributing to the detrimental mental health in our community in addition in addition to these communities just like chicago that he discussed who are literally living in war zones so that's a, a literal environment for breeding ptsd and chronic ptsd that is hereditary in addition to the other aspects of systematic oppression. So again, he's not the person to do it, but obviously we need to divorce ourselves from the dual party system. That's not working for us. I don't think voting for Joe Biden is gonna solve that issue. To me, it's tacit consent. So you're literally making a decision to make a change when we all know it's gonna to lead to the same thing happening over and over again. That's, that's insanity, literally literally so for me Kanye's the he's just the messenger and we're, we're essentially killing the messenger because it's Kanye and we're talking about Kanye and Trump so yes those who said he was a distraction absolutely correct and taking votes away from Biden absolutely correct but again if you have Biden nothing's going to change either and that's that's the uh the myth that's perpetuated every four years in this country um, and I want uh, Banks to go to the other aspect about what happened after after all this with uh, um, Chappelle and now with Kim and uh, and Chris and all the tweets and stuff like that. What do you think about that, Banks? Well, I, I think with um, what happened with that, uh, with Dave Chappelle going to Wyoming to uh, Kanye West's estate just to check on him. Uh, was an interesting uh, play. And, you know, a lot of people are saying it, it, it's conspiracy that who are aware of what I'm talking about. 
But basically, it, it looks like the reason why Dave Chappelle went there because Kanye, through his outburst of tweets, he was saying that um, Kim and Chris, who is Kim's mother, uh, was trying to basically get Kanye to visit a doctor so he can get diagnosed as him being un- unable to uh, run or uh, fulfill his duties as being in charge of uh, Yeezy and his other companies. And basically, if that happens, since Kim is Kanye's wife and she does have part ownership in the Yeezy brand, she will gain control of everything. And Kanye will ha- would have to relinquish everything that he owns to her. So uh, something similar was happening to Dave Chappelle back in 2005 with the Chappelle show where he didn't want to sign a, 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 a contract extension because of like his personal reasons with the direction where the show was going. And basically Comedy Central was basically drawing the narrative of making Dave Chappelle look like he was on drugs and that he was crazy and that he was inad- inadequate of running his own business. And when you do that, they could take, they could take interests of all of all entities owned by Dave Chappelle, and they can do whatever they want with it if they succeed in that effort. So I feel like Dave Chappelle went over there to go make sure that um, Kanye was adequate enough to not to seem to not seem that he actually is crazy and that he was perfectly sane to run his companies and also, you know, give him a heads up on what could possibly happen if he can you continues to act out in this matter. Huh. Um, yeah. And you're right about that. I, I forget what it's called. It's actually a, a title for it, but if you're unfit to run your company, they can take it from you. Something right. like they that. can like vote you out of the company or whatever the case is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The board and stuff like that. So, um, and that's what I was saying to you, Banks. Oh, today, remember, I was saying, like, I'm sure if that's the case, her lawyers, like, just let them keep talking, let them keep tweeting because we'll have, you know, everything we need to use to try to take his company if, um, if that's the case. Um, I think the whole presidential run thing, I mean, Josh, you're right about a lot as far as the message, but not the messenger, you know, unfortunately. Um, I wish he would have like not try to do it so late, you know, in the time period um, of the whole presidential race. I just think he needs to focus on other things, you know, besides that. But the comment that he like made, mental health. Josh, he needs to get yeah. that. I, I think he really does have a mental health problem, um, being schizophrenic or whatever case is. Like Josh is saying, um, even if they misdiagnosed him, but if he's still not taking the medication. Or if he's saying I don't need medication, he actually does need it. You know, what I mean, that's that's putting him in a worse case. You know, some like I keep he keep hearing reports. You know, he has these breakdowns around the time that his mom, his wife, or his wife, his mom passed away. You know what I mean? And that's a trigger for him. So even if he needs to take the medication, he doesn't want to. You know, a lot of people who, from what I remember, a lot of people who uh, have like schizophrenia or bipolarness, um, it puts them. If they're always hyper, it puts them at another state where it makes them slow. He doesn't want to be lost walking around all droopy or whatever, so he don't want to take his medication. But in the long run, it's hurting him because he wants to do all these things for everybody. Everybody wants to have his back, but 
it just turns around where you know you're going crazy, you're putting out all these things. Not, not a regular person. I mean, for my not a regular person goes around and, and rants about their wife or their mother-in-law or whatever, you know, and he does um information, puts the information out for without for no no reason, except for August Alcina, but that's a whole other stop topic. <laughs> <laughs> um and I I think that's the first thing that he needs to do. Um and then go from there. You know, maybe twenty uh what was it twenty twenty four, you know, get his mental health done for two years and then come back, you know. Well, I think we did say that, you know, Trump did open the doors for anybody to be able to run now for presidency. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's definitely the case. And we'll probably have another celebrity at some point, whether it be Kanye or not. But his statement about Harriet Tubman, um, would you think there was any truth to that at all, Josh? Um, Personally, all types of history is not readily verifiable, if we're being completely honest, because none of us were actually there. It's It's right. recorded history. So right. if if they have the same argument about the Bible, keep that same energy for the recorded history, which was recorded by the victors and right. the people who were oppressed did not have their say in history. So personally, I'm looking at scripture like Deuteronomy 28 and the people uh, of that lineage, let's say, and what's going on now. And it makes a lot of sense. And it's very similar to what's going on with Nick Cannon, but we'll get into that later. But <laughs> As far as we know, there are, there are countless witnesses who testified to Harriet Tubman and whatnot. So in terms of that, perhaps probably did. I have no reason to suspect that she didn't. But again, the victors are the the architects of history. So we honestly will never know because we weren't there. But I think there's enough recorded history to support that Ms. Tubman did what she did. And we'll, we are thankful for it. Uh-huh. What do you think, Banks? Because you and I watched a movie last year about her. So what, what do you think about that? Right. So I watched the movie and I also watched um, like a unofficial, you know, uh, response to the movie and, you know, kind of more of a background to what and who Harriet Tubman actually was. And I sent you guys the link. I don't know if you guys watched it. I remember from, yeah, from, I watched it. from the guy, uh, a, a young gentleman, a historian, I would say, of uh, by the name of Dan, Dane Calloway. And he brought up some interesting points on that a lot of people tend to not look upon when it comes to Harriet Tubman. Because Harriet Tubman, if you look at the stories, were basically perpetuated by mainstream America on what she did and who she was. Because there was a time where Harriet Tubman had a different name. She went by a different name. And then also there were stories where they were saying that Harriet Tubman couldn't read or write. And when it came to certain documents that had a signature, um, it just didn't make sense because people who didn't uh, read or write at that time, they were unable to uh, have signatures and there's documents that have Harriet Tubman's signature. But slaves that did not know how to read or write, they would use X's. And he was explaining um, how there's different there's different documents with X's and there's documents with a signature. And there's also things in that matter of her having a different name and also the concept of what Harriet Tubman did. There's different variations of how it actually happened, but no one really knows because the person who told her story was a white woman who benefited off of the story of what she did. 
back in Maryland and we're freeing the slaves and going between the South and the North. So a lot of people don't realize that either because the story of, or the concept of Harriet Tubman, where does that money go? That's going to a family that nobody talks about either. But going back to Kanye, um, I think Kanye has a very large tendency of speaking out and not explaining what he's talking about. Yes. And I'm not trying to like defend him, but I think in all and on honesty, just having a little faith in regards to the old Kanye, I do think Kanye was trying to explain with Harriet Tubman and the statement he made was just basically saying like, yes, she did this, but it, in essence, it, it didn't really do much because these free people are now working for white people and they're not really benefiting off of the dollar. They're giving their, their power and their energy and their smarts to someone else to where they could benefit from. And I don't think, I think a lot of people are not looking at it that way because a, Kanye made a similar statement, not with what the Harriet Tubman thing, but um, a while back when it came to slave, to being a slave to corporate America and not own, and you got to own your own land. In order for you to actually make it, you need to own something. And once again, he didn't explain that well either. He basically just made it, people would take it as, he's just like, I'm rich, I can, I have all this land. And it's like somewhat braggadocious, but he's like breaking it down to where in order for you to actually make it or make a name for yourself, you have to do these things like taking ownership in land, buying, buying properties and, and actually doing something, not working for someone else because uh, you'll never become successful or make a name for yourself by working for a corporation or under someone else's dollar. Yeah, um, that I actually agree with you on that. I, I think what he meant was that um, like we were still, uh, like we went from working for free to working for like barely anything, but we still were working for the white person. So right. I think that's what he, what, what, what he was trying to say. Like they weren't actually free to start their own businesses or to, you know, do what they wanted to do. They still had to work with somebody for very minimal and get treated poorly while they were at work. So even though she did actually take them out of the, you know, the, um, the, uh, the slavery, um, the plantation, I guess, best way to put it, but they still weren't, you know, all the way free. Cause right now we're still not all the way free if you really think about it. So I kind of do get his whole statement, but like you said, he don't explain it or add context to it. So it comes off as a bad statement, you know, right away. So that I don't want to condemn him for, but you know. This is the old yay bar that I thought of immediately. And the white man get paid off of all of that. And that's true. <laughs> that's a hundred percent true. So this is why I said if old yay with these type of lyrics ran for president, he would win. The current one, absolutely not. If this old yay and all his campaign songs were from this album and he was making music. Similar to this type of music in that range, yeah. he would definitely win, especially after Trump winning. Trump set the precedent for celebrities to win. Personal brand. I, I do think that uh, College Dropout was the best album. They probably did. He dropped most, you know, jewels on that album to me, uh, 100%. But 
hopefully he gets the help that he needs, you know, as Eric was saying, and um, just focuses on that and, and, and uh, his family. Moving forward, though, to get off yay, let's talk about, uh, you know, um, more things, I guess, that were misconstrued, and that's uh, James Harden and uh, how he got all the backlash for wearing <laughs> with supposedly – is a Blue Lives Matter mask. Uh, <laughs> and his comments were, he just thought it looked cool. And we got Mike, a picture of stylish. What do you mean? This is trending. <laughs> I know. And um, he got a lot of backlash about that. Um, do you think I mean, the backlash... He would, get a, he would get a red one for the Rockets if he was clever, but you know, he, he decided blue for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I first of all, I'm with him. I didn't even know it was a Blue Lives Matter symbol or, or mask at all. So I, I just want to say that first and foremost. But did you know about that, Eric, or, or anything like that? Uh, I didn't know that stood for Blue Lives Matter. No, I know that they, the the cops have their own flag. So if you there is a um, like American flag, but instead of it being uh, red, black, whatever, red, red, white, and blue, it's um, black. It's black and blue. But I don't. I think that's just for police. I don't think that's a Blue Lives Matter, because that was already out before. You know the whole Black Lives Matter type thing. Um, but I didn't know. No, I, I've seen that symbol before. I've seen it plenty of times. But I didn't know that was for Black uh, Blue Lives Matter. You know. Um, do you think he should have got the backlash that he got, uh, Banks, for wearing it? I mean, I think it's just. I think it's just uh, it just plays into the part of how we all br- we're all so quick to bring each other down. Yes, we're the like, it, it could be something small, regardless of what it is. We just bring each other down so easily, as opposed to just asking him or just having a conversation with 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 James or like, oh, what's up with this? Why would you do that? People are just quick to be like, oh, we need to cancel him, or oh, we need to do this or that, or like, oh, he's a cornball, like. What is the point of doing that? Like, instead of doing that, either let's just say he didn't know. And he, let's, you, you got to remember, these are basketball players, right? A lot of them, a lot of these basketball players are not the smartest. They've been handed everything since they were little kids. Like, when it comes to schoolwork, when it comes to money, girls, all that, everything has been given to them on a silver platter. Well, so when it comes fair, to like, in the right. past, that would be more accurate, but current, I would say more in recent years, and let's say in Harden's generation, usually the students were, were had a higher caliber intellectually. Well, I'm, I'm speaking on, on James Harden. Yeah, times, I get that, but he did go to, he did, he went to college as well. So, you know. I, I, wait, well, Josh, on the contrary, I know some professional athletes that went, that went to college and they weren't smart either. We know them. I'm not saying they don't exist, but we, we <laughs> I, I don't I haven't seen his, you know, GPA or his, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or any of those things. I, I can't speak on that personally. And I feel like there is kind of like kind of how you're saying, Bakes, because we don't we don't actually know that man's mentality. Right. So exactly. I'm just not trying to just trying to, you know, bring it down. He could be a very intelligent person. And he he just honestly thought that it was dope. And he just didn't really care, which I that that I think that's more likely. He just you know didn't care. Exactly. Right. I think with that, 
even let's say regardless of his educational background, whatever it is, I honestly don't think he really took any took this mask or whatever it is seriously. And I don't really think he I really don't even think he even knew about it. Um, I honestly thought he just probably thought it looked cool. And with the NBA, you know, with the NBA pushing the agenda of like you having a mask and following CDC guidelines, he probably just put the post up like, oh, everybody wear a mask, blah, 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 whatever. Like, cause I don't, I just can't see him honestly taking it to a point of just wanting to put a mask on to support blue lives, the police officers. It just doesn't make sense. And I don't know. And he doesn't even have an Instagram. Who was it that said Was it Trey Songs? This is somebody that said Trey Songs. Trey Songs was the first one that called him, like, said he was goofy. And then um, there was somebody else. And then some other people followed through. And then, you know, uh, the woman came along and they had their opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of them and they, they were ripping them apart. Um, but I, I honestly don't think he, this with how he is. And I mean, come on. For, he he's in Houston. Was black culture, black stripper? Like, come on, man! I, I just don't see him doing that. It just doesn't make any sense. This is not uh, a guy who hangs out in Beverly Hills and is chasing white girls. I, I think your first point was um, the most valid. That it goes back to the whole cancel culture and how we're quick to want to bring each other down. And stuff and the first little thing that happens it's just like no turning back or something like that and it's a shame that you know society is like that you know these days i mean i think he'll be fine but i just think that the whole culture is a little crazy you know how it is mm -hmm. yeah, that um but I, I don't think it'll affect him in any way um in the locker room either right josh i think he'll be fine okay. yeah definitely i think he'll uh be incentivized Absolutely. Okay. Um, I mean, if you get, a lot back, you get a lot of backlash, that could narrow your focus. That's exactly what you want. That's true. That's true. I agree with that as well. And uh, the last thing, because we're, you know, we're all in New Jersey and talking about uh, this federal judge's son fatally shot. Judge of the uh, Jeffrey Epstein case, I want to say. Um, so if you don't mind me asking, host, can I ask E? E, yeah. did you could you let us know what you know about the Epstein, like everything you know about Epstein? Everything I know about Epstein? Oh wow. Um, he uh, what was it in the nineties? He um, pretty much what he used to do was he would get um girls uh anywhere from like 14 to i guess like 20 something whatever and he had a girlfriend also who would um come in and they would uh give him massages you know he would hire them for massages um and then it would go from there I i'm guessing from you know hand jobs to whatever else you know <laughs> up, up from that um and he um he pretty much the first cases that they he went to trial for he pretty much got off. Um, it was Donald Trump's uh, a lawyer that he had for as a presidency. I forget his name. Um, he wound up he wound up getting fired or whatever case it was. Donald Trump let him go, um, and that was the guy who pretty much set him set, who set Epstein up to have this lenient thing where he would 
go to go to the jail for like I don't know eight hours, whatever it was, and then he would get out, go to work, and then come back or something like that, something around those lines. Um, and then he um, uh, then they wind up reopening the cases. He and he got arrested, um, and then he wind up killing himself. Um, I was trying to find the story of, uh, behind this, but I couldn't really find it as far as. And um, do you honestly think he killed himself in jail? Uh, you know, it's a conspiracy. Um, I, I thought of it um, because what he killed himself. I think two other judges or something like that. Two other people. Uh, no, the guy, one of the guys who shot another judge. I believe he was like a prosecutor. The guy who shot these people. Um, so it's, it's kind of it's a weird story how it was going around and all these people. But I mean, he probably uh, they. I, I think they set him up. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, that's fair. I just need, I know me personally. If I have a billion dollars in the bank, I don't see any reason to kill myself. In fact, I see a billion reasons not to. I don't think yeah, he killed I mean, himself. Some people are, are made for jail, though. And you got to remember, these are he's in jail. He's got a billion dollars, but he's also got a case with little kids. And everybody knows you're in jail for little kids. You you ain't coming out the same person. You know what I mean? They they're gonna take it from you while you're in there, just like you took it from the kids. Um, so maybe that had a line on you, know, and that's why he killed himself. Maybe he he had more of an opportunity since he had the money to pay off. You know, whatever whoever guard was watching him. Hey man, look man, I can't do this shit. Leave his belt in here so I can take care of it. You know what I mean? Give him a million dollars or whatever case is. That's just speculation. I don't know. Um, and that's how we did it. Uh, yeah, that's my thoughts. That's fair. What's this whole they thing might... about Epstein Island or something like that? Or what the hell? Is that? Oh, yeah. So apparently, you know, the same process, but just floating, floating people out via the island. Mm -hmm. And apparently it was found out today that his girlfriend, her family has a, a submarine company. So essentially they were sending these underage girls and possibly guys we don't even know right under in a submarine underneath yachts that were going there so it was like they're in their own underwater jail that was undetectable from anyone else huh. that's insane so let's uh talk about this article in general um i mean obviously it's some foul play with the situation um but why do you think it would have happened at this point if you already killed yourself Let's go with banks, I guess. On this. Wait, Mike. What do you mean by that? Like, why the article is coming up, or? No, why did why did why did they kill the lady's son a couple of days ago? The judge's son. Well, I, I didn't look into the whole story, but apparently, isn't it wasn't it because this woman it was targeting, like, uh, the Epstein case and like the people so surrounding it? Am I right or wrong, Josh? I mean, it looks that way. I mean, if we look at the, the headline here, the person suspected of killing this person is reportedly dead after suffering a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So right. there goes that underlying trend of self-inflicting harm. But <laughs> at the same time, we've all seen uh, the Bourne series. So we all, and let's say the Manchurian candidate. So there's an actual chance tangibly with things like, you know, MLK Ultra, where you can get a person to carry out a mission and then terminate themselves afterwards easily. And how clean is that? 
Yeah, I don't like yeah. I said. I, I kind of look try to look this up, um, and I, I don't know if I'm getting two different stories mixed up. But apparently, there was a this family right here that we're talking about. Are they in New Jersey or are they in California? They're in New Jersey. They're they're, they're in New, uh, North North Brunswick. Brunswick. They're, not, right. they're not far at all. Yeah. So apparently, the guy who shot himself, um, they're looking into the case and trying to f- trace if that gun that he used is the same gun that shot another judge's family in california no and, and this guy they're saying that the guy who shot the people in california went up to the door in a fedex um thing it was at night these people the guy who shot himself had on a fedex uniform and shot them during the day <sighs> and i think they said it was like eight days ago or something like eight days before this incident happened where the guy in california the family of california got shot and they all had they they're all in the same circle with the Epstein case. Does anyone here watch Homeland? I've never seen Homeland. I used to. She went too crazy for me though. But yeah, she did. I'm just thinking about Quinn and how he he operates, and I'm just looking at this narrative that you illustrated. So thank you, E. Uh-huh. Well, wasn't, wasn't the person that killed them or arranged to have them killed or whatever? Wasn't he like a male? Um, rights individual. Well, that's what they were saying. No, yeah, I'm he male rights. He was like, yeah, it is a group. It's just very, very odd. But it's yeah. also, it, I'm thinking about George Soros, right? So he he delves in that in that world. Yeah, I might check out Homeland, Josh. Thanks for that 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 bit. And I want to move on. Uh, Eric, bro, uh, you know, thank you for joining. I don't know if you got more time, but you know, moving on to pop culture or what you got to yeah, do or not. But I can do a couple more minutes. All right, cool, man. So, first one, this was kind of an interesting conversation we had in our chat. So we want to bring it to the show. Josh, you have it. If you had to learn the game from a CEO, who would you pick? Jay Z, Dr. Dre, Master P, or P. Diddy? And this is what it looks like. <laughs> and since banks had the most to say, we want to let them go first. On this <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm just being realistic. I feel like a lot of people tend to be very selective in their choices based off of, you know, personal representations of, you know, whatever personal feelings they have with these artists. Like, for instance, an example, there was a, a conversation in the barbershop, like, who's going to beat Drake in a versus battle? And somebody was like, Jay-Z. And, and like, it just didn't make sense because based off of the catalog and what Drake has and Drake's audience, it just was not the conversation of who's going to beat who or who had a better or who is going to get more numbers it's it's just unanimous. It's going to be Drake, and I don't I, wait, wait, wait. I, I don't agree with that either. But, but I mean, ahead. you're not going to agree with it, Mike. I understand because you have your personal re- reservations. But if you just put it on number wise, if 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 Jay Z, what we've seen in these battles is not about numbers. It's it's, it's more about you if know, you go by hits. But if you go by hits, Drake does have more hits than Jay Z. There's a lot of people who have more hits than Jay Z. Right. Kanye has more hits than Jay Z. If you go by 
which, which are my be okay. We'll, we'll get back to this in a second. If you're talking about those actual battles, it's right. not even about hit. It's about how the song impacts the people listening to it and what. This is exactly. why. Yeah, I, 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 people are gonna yeah. say Drake. Not Drake is a worldwide X. artist. Jay Z's not. Yeah. First of all. What? First of all, I don't think that's a good battle because they had two different age brackets. So it depends who's actually and listening. genres of music. That's yeah. like yeah. That's like so I, I don't think that. Oh, I think why, the only person who could keep up with Drake in a battle would be Lil Wayne, and that's and that's because they got the same amount of fans. They come from the same camp, really. You know, um, I don't know if you guys ever seen that skit where they're at the concert and they're going back and forth with each other. Just that alone was entertaining. And that was on, you know, somebody's phone. And, and I know, folks, you had to see that. Um, that shit was fire. So the only person that could keep wet with Drake for hits, and you know, it would be Lil Wayne, by far. Right. That's true. They brought that uh, up too. So if by Banks's, let's say, metrics, it's going to have to do with pop culture relevance. So also in terms of monetary value, and let's be honest, certain acts are going to be more marketable and because of drake's let's say ethnicity and the fact that he's a foreigner that's going to make him instantly more marketable similar to justin not Bieber. in these battles though no, y'all no, have no, been actually no, watching no, the battles. here's the thing i agree with you i think me personally i think jay-z would win because yeah. his catalog of work is not only as as diverse as drake but is also does more for the culture i mean drake is still in a vacuum right now yeah, you don't even have to write your rhyme, so we'll we'll talk about it later with the Drake yeah. being the goat. But yeah, you know what? You know what? Let, let, let's let's save the rest of this for the for the Drake because I don't want to get off topic. So banks, but this conversation. So this All is right. how I look at it. When in regards to who would I want to learn the game from? Um, the reason why I I'm not going to choose Jay Z, Diddy. Or Dre is simply because of this. And the reason why I'm going to tell you why I choose Master P um, is this. If you look at the track record of Jay-Z, regardless of the business deals and uh, the money and what he's done, if you look at his track record, Jay-Z only cares about Jay-Z. At the end of the day, if you're working with him and you do something he does not like, he will cut you off. He will make sure he's not going to be loud about it. He's not going to be abrupt, but he will find a way to bite you without having anyone that's knowing. He's going to do it in such a clever way that you might be you might be confused on like what what actually happened. And if you look at what he has done, or even when it comes to the hits he's make he made, he takes things from everyone. Like he took elements from J. Cole, he took the elements from State Property, took elements from Kanye. I don't even know what they gotta do with who you're gonna learn the game from. <laughs> like you but just say it's a matter of, but if you okay, if you wanna if you even wanna get to that, I, I don't even think you can really learn much from Jay Z because J once again, Jay Z just takes things from other people. Uh. It's not like his business moves and what he has made what he has made is not from Jay Z, it's from other people. It's from other people that Jay-Z works with that they allow Jay-Z to have certain projects and deals because of his network. It's not because of Jay-Z. It's the network that Jay-Z is a part of. That's why he has these particular deals. And with Diddy, 
Diddy is just a little weird of his his practices on what he does. I, I just I don't I I personally would not want to work with him. And with Dr. Dre, I mean Dr. Dre is a phenomenal artist when it comes to the beat making and production skills. As far as business, once again, that just has something to do with Dr. Dre's partner. That's why Dr. Dre has the amount of money and tenure based off of his partnership. But if you look at Master P, Master P is literally self-made based off of what he did from the beginning to now. Now, he may not be in the limelight in, the limelight in comparison to the three other gentlemen, right? I get that. But which, what Master P has done and what the type of deals that he has made, none of these guys have ever made, especially when it comes, if, if we're talking about the music business. They have not made any deal in comparison to what he was able to accomplish. Not even Jay-Z. Jay-Z was in a, a 360 deal. Live Nation. A Live Nation. And nobody knows that. Nobody realizes that. Well, I mean, and, yeah, he did it for almost $300 million, but go on. Right. And I just, I just personally think it's just based off of those three other guys it's just based off of the partnerships and the networks that they're in that's the reason why they're they're they are where they're at and i think with master p he did a lot of that by himself and he also was self-taught and never thought and not self-taught but he also learned other things which got him to that particular point and i feel like you can learn more from somebody from something from something in that aspect from him in comparison to the three other guys because all that, all that stuff they did, that they did, you could do yourself based upon the network that you build. But I think you can learn more from P because there's more of a personal, a more personable approach when it comes to him. And that's the reason why I choose him because I'm not using emotion and I'm not using like the, their catalogs or anything in that nature to go to base my decision. But just looking at their track records of everyone and what they have done what they've done i feel like if you win that if you are in that particular space you could do you can do all those things that those three guys did if you just have the right people around you because at the end of the day if you want to make money and make big moves it's just based off of who is in your network to get you to those particular moves all right uh eric um i i i, I hear what you're saying but i i, I would have to go with dre uh, Dr. Dre, by far. Dr. Dre, um, he's been in the business for a longer time. For I don't, don't want to say longer time, but for a long time. Um, and then his artists, not even talking about his beat making, but he has more artists, I believe, that have gone farther and done more things. Um, Master P is definitely made a lot of money by himself. Um, and Dr. Dre has a partnership, but how many artists have you seen from Doctor from uh, Master P or Diddy? Because Diddy is one of them too. Who who um who's on the same level as you got Fifty Cent, you got Eminem, you got uh uh um what's his name? My my man um from Cali um Snoop. Snoop, uh, well Snoop. So you got Snoop Dogg. You got Master uh, uh, P as well. What's that? True. Oh, yeah. advocate. So, uh, no limit records, right? Um, so uh, you know, just those names there. You know, mm -hmm. they he, they've learned 
and they've strived. I can't say anything for Diddy. Who who other Diddy have strived? Mace? No. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, he he doesn't have a lot of people wanting him to strive. <laughs> neither, neither is uh 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 Jay Z. I mean, Jay Z got like J Cole. You know, Jay Z has some people under him, but I think Dre has more. Um, like you said, I think Jay Z is definitely for himself, also for business wise. Because if you did, like you said, if you don't like him, he's gonna kick you out. You know, what I mean, you're not gonna mess up Jay Z's money doing whatever you're doing, hanging out with Tory Lanez. You know what I mean? Um, mm. so. I think Dre is a better teacher, and if he's not a teacher, guess what? He's got somebody behind him who can teach you. You know what I mean? He's got Master P, who had who does all people that who's still striving from his camp is his son. You know what I mean? I, I can't really think of who else is striving under him other than like like Dr. Dre. So that's why we have to go with Dr. Dre. Okay. Gosh. All right. So out of respect to, for all parties involved, I'm just gonna go and. Uh, ascending order so for master p if you want the non-conventional route and make an amount of generational wealth yes he has laid the blueprint for that after all his net worth is 227 million now again on the scale of these gentlemen right very respectable to, to us regular folk that's a whole <laughs> a lot of money right, right? for generations and like Al Banks is saying, he owns his own, right? He didn't really, let's say, metaphorically bend over to the record industry like other people may have. But at the same time, those alliances, those networks are valuable. I mean, if we look at the Dr. Dre network, simply because of beats, right? And in addition to his catalog and being literally one of the legends in hip hop, and I mean, like all the way back, right? His his artists are are great, and he makes amazing beats, and he has amazing headphones. So he he's conquered to me all aspects of industry in the music business. So I, again, I'll give him I'll give him his props for that. At the same time, if I'm looking at Diddy, Diddy's worth. 855 million and i think dre was like 900 million especially after the apple deal but it's probably going to be 450 after the divorce right <laughs> so so we have diddy at 850 million and diddy and i have to agree with banks he ain't really too much after biggie right uh-huh. in fact it was on record allegedly right allegedly on record that he actually withheld money from biggie's children and that's what led to his fortune. Things like Sean John, which he leveraged, which which is always messed up for me. So I, me personally, I would never go into business with someone like that personally. So I have my own principles upon that. But for me, it's going to be Jay-Z because it also depends. And Banks brings up a good point because it is based upon preference and what you're actually looking for. So with Jay-Z, I would be looking for in terms of top 1%, right? So the artists that have thrived with Jay-Z are Rihanna, Kanye, not necessarily J. Cole. J. Cole is respectively one who got away, and when he got away, he got better, right? And and that's fair. So if he's under, if let's say if his management style is micromanagement, right, that's part of his great tutelage, that might, that might be a reason why he doesn't work with certain people. 
but he also allows people to be people as well, as long as you're getting the results. But if you're not getting results, you're going to have to listen. And if you're not going to listen, there's no reason for me to be around. Right. Because if you look at the artist that failed with Jay-Z and our own barber, Jazz, would attest to this. Essentially, he everyone refers to everyone else as bums because they wanted Jay-Z to do everything else. If you can't leverage your connection to Jay-Z, then you don't belong in the business personally. And Kanye and Rihanna all leveraged their association with Jay-Z in every way possible. The way that you're supposed to with tenacity, ambition, drive, the same drive that perhaps might have Drake in the discussion for the GOAT. For me, not personally, but we'll get there later. How how, how much are they worth, Kanye and Rihanna? I think both over $600 million or more. Or well, Kanye's a billionaire. <laughs> he wants you to right. know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Rihanna herself is worth over $600 million or something like that. Oh, gentlemen, we actually have a special guest. Oh, I'm so thrilled about this. Ladies and gents, the one, the only, Nasir White. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Nas, what up? What up, big guy? <laughs> How you? Pretty well, man. I'm pretty sure I missed a lot. Thanks for bringing me in, though, so late. Oh, nah, like, no problem. Actually, you came right on time, man. Yeah. You, can answer <laughs> you can answer this question for us. Uh, Josh, put it back up for him. Oh, yeah, I got you. All right. Oh, yeah, so this is a great question, Nas. Here we go. Who are you learning the game from? Can I fuse it at all, or is it just nah. one? <laughs> nah. Actually, you would like to pick one, and if you could pick, you know, your top, like what, what order you would put them in, either. All right. So if I had to pick one, it'll probably be, be Master P. <laughs> Why would I surprise? Yeah. yeah. And then put them in order. I will do P at number one, Dre at number two, third coming in Hove, and lastly would be Diddy. Now why now, now why would you pick Master P? Uh, I just don't think women is is a weakness for P. You know, he's been married the longest. He's had a successful family the longest. Um, so that seems like more of his forte, relationship, business, and everything else. Not so much, but relationship-wise, Pete, holding it down, man. So business, for, so the business game, you would still yeah. pick him too? No, that's that's not his, that's probably one of his weaknesses. But if I'm learning just the game on, on women, or but are we talking in whole or just well, relationship? We, we were kind of talking about the business game, I think, in this conversation. Not really. And in music. And, yeah, music and business and stuff like that. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. basically the question is, like, if you were to take game or learn from one of the CEOs in music, who would you choose? I still put uh, – I'll put P up there. All right. I'll put I'll keep P between one and two between um that and 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 Dre. Because they okay. did it before they did it before Ho. You know, they set the blueprint. That's where he got it from. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm the only person who hasn't answered the question, so I'm going to put uh, <laughs> mine in order and whatnot. Uh, I would take Dre last. Um, kind of on some of the stuff that Banks was saying. Dre always had to kind of latch on to somebody all the way up to his 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 net worth. Really, first he was just a DJ doing little clubs. Easy E, who had the business mind, came and found Dre to start NWA, and then he got under Suge to start that. And then he got on uh, with um, what's the white guy's name that is what now? Jimmy Iovine. Jimmy Iovine, and Jimmy Iovine came with the idea for beats. So really, Dre's was just like he's a talented guy, but I don't think he has that business acumen whatsoever. It's other people who help him make his help help make his his billions. Um, Diddy's next uh, on the list because I I just don't trust Diddy, you know, <laughs> whatsoever. I mean, he's smart. Yeah. And but even if he took me under his wing to learn, he might cut me off if I know too much. You know what I'm saying? So I just don't really trust what, what he might do. It's too many people he'd have stabbed in the back and left out to dead over the years. Um, then I go Master P only because I feel like I um I feel like Master P has always looked out for his family, the sea murders of the world, the uh Romeo. Silk the shocker, but he had a large camp, and you don't know where none of the people went. And stuff like that. <laughs> at one point, it was a whole lot of no no limit soldiers, and it's I don't, I, I don't know if he. I'm just saying it was. Yeah, videos tank, like thirty people in the videos, but yeah, none of them ain't Mia X. There's a whole there's a whole bunch of them. None of them ain't doing well. Well, time. Mike, to, to to the the to the defense, the ones that actually decided to do things, they are still you right. know. They're doing good. Like yeah. they may not be millionaires, but they are making six figures. Yeah. Like they're doing and, and they're the doing really well. Too, Mike, they, that they, they were just soldiers that are doing very well. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, I do like his his post music business acumen with the noodles and the um the and sneakers. Uh, the sneakers and uh the speakers too, everything yeah. else you got. I think he definitely, uh, you know, targets the black community, but they, they love him. So I think that's pretty good. The movies, um, the movies were trash. Bro. I can't go. With yeah, 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 he made money that's off of it, though. <laughs> I mean, he, he didn't make money. He he made money, you know, at at at, at the time. But I gotta go with Hope, man. Like, like like Josh said. I mean, not just for the Rihanna and them, but just going back. Like Hope was to me kind of self-made. Like, if you go back and watch his story, he was making so much money from drugs, they had to talk him into doing music or whatever, mm -hmm. which, is a, which, is, which was crazy. And then um, nobody wouldn't even, like, take their, their label. So they made their own label. You know what I mean? Like, just to some of the things like that to get to where he is today. I If I had, like, sit and take notes, I want to learn from him. And also, people forget this. People forget early LeBron was attached to Hove like about a hip, and he oh. learned a lot of his business from Hove and whatnot. Like they Thank forget you. he was on the magazine covers with Hove, uh, you know, always with Hove and whatnot. And that, and you see what LeBron is at now business wise. So I think he learned a lot of that from him. So I'm, I'm gonna go with Hove on that situation. By the way, Miguel, one of Jay Z's soldiers is Memphis Bleak, and you know, as long as Jay Z's alive, he's a millionaire. 
<laughs> he will, and he tried to give Beans the game. Beans ain't want to listen. Uh, the shorty, Emil, she ain't want to work hard. It's a lot. I mean, I know you say he for himself, Banks, but he did try with a lot of people. Yeah. He, just, he didn't, didn't want to listen. Well, for Emil, she just didn't want to do things that they wanted her to do. That's, That's true. Another conversation, but she yeah, did sing the song. They they wanted her to do things that she just did not want to do. That's why she left the business completely. And then she tried to come back, but they wasn't with it. All right. Well, let's move forward. We got those answers. Let's. let's we happy to have Nas on here too. Uh, and let's talk about again, not again, but for new August Alcina <laughs> and the entanglement. But now he drops a song, <laughs> and I guess these are the lyrics, right? Here. I've never heard this. So do you mind if I read this out loud? Sure. I'm being honest, baby. Don't want no strings, really? Because that didn't sound like your Angela Yee conversation. Attracted? Uh-oh. You just want a bruh that's going to break your back. <laughs> and you want a dick that's going to break your heart. Oh, man. I'm half. No, I ain't about to play with that. <laughs> you left your man to fuck me. Just to pay him back. Ooh, bars. Don't you know that's a cold hearted? That ain't my girl, but I got the key. Damn, he even August says she for the streets. <laughs> to the crib and to the high, to the crib and to her heart. She don't want she don't want a label, but shit, she needs me in her life. Uh, I don't know about all that, buddy. I don't have to label shit to fit it in her life. Life. I mean, he, you might as well have scrapped that. I don't know who in it, who is, who is in his camp, but they did him a disservice with that. <laughs> uh, did you hear the song, Nas? I did. I did. What'd you think? At what? The quality of the song? Was it a good song or <laughs> should he have made the song? The fact that he made the song. Um, <laughs> I think the song is going to be very lucrative for him. Right. I think he capitalized on the momentum of the moment. So right. I think it was very strategic. Um, now, in the sense of their entanglement, it just made things worse. But that's yeah. what sells. So I, I understand why he did it. Yeah, I mean, I saw it coming 100%. Yeah. I was like, yo, he going to drop a song or something yeah. like that. Yeah, after the whole thing is done. Um, I, I, I thought Ross' bars were fire, by the way, but the rest and, of the song to me is a Ross's bars were fire, and his opening statement was, This is a moment of history. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, 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 why not capitalize? You know what I mean? Yeah. But wasn't it Ross who first said he should do that when it first came out? He should make a song right now? Something yeah. like that. I, I think he was already in talks of making a song with him, but yeah, he did put a video out saying like, "This is going to be big," yeah. and the tailwind's coming out. Yeah, like, I think that was just promo, but oh. yeah, he did. I think uh, the song was already in existence when the Angelique uh, interview occurred. Thank you. It, it it was already made. It was done. It was just now. Let's see when we'll do we'll release it. So right well, after the table, he used the word entanglement in the song, right? Yeah, title <laughs> entanglement. Right, title entanglement. Well, you could title it anything, but if you don't mention the, the word in the song, it doesn't matter. Oh, he as mentioned it 
and right. then Tyler so, Hook. Yeah, yeah. So he, the the song couldn't have, he couldn't have made the song before the interview because she called it an entanglement. He didn't okay, call it an entanglement. That, okay, yeah, right, right, right. That's very true. Very true. Um, but I, I think we all need to see him in the streets. You know what I mean, like it's only <laughs> one thing that y'all that the the stuff happened between them, and the shit was four years ago. They knew, they knew about it every event, whatever, whenever it was. Let's say it was four years ago. They had a conversation about it. Everybody knew about it. He brings it back up four years later before an album drops. Will and Jada, they have their interview, whatever. They nobody is. They, they says, oh, why, well, why is he bringing it up now for the for his album? Whatever the case is, whatever. Then you make a song about how you was fucking my wife. <laughs> yeah. We already had this conversation. Now you want to talk about how you're fucking. You already talking about you was in love with her. Okay. Now you're saying she's just a jump off. She's this and she's that. Now we need to fight. You know what I mean? We're mm-hmm. with, uh, I let this go. I let this go. And now you're bringing yeah, up. Another, put the screenshot. Yeah. Put the screenshot of the dude coming at Will in the comments today. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and Will was like, "It was funny, but I'm still blocking you anyway." Yeah, yeah. He's like, I gotta admit that was funny, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna block you. <laughs> I see that. What is it? What is it? It was on Instagram. I think Will was jumping rope, and the guy yeah. was like, "Don't get entangled or something." <laughs> <laughs> Nuts. That's funny. He's not gonna so, live so, this. so hold on. So uh, August is deleted. Like he has no street credits no more. <laughs> Is that, is that mean, what's going on? It, I mean, in the, listen, words of Boozy, in the words of Boozy, you know, you can't, in the words of Boozy Badass, you know, with him being from Louisiana and all that, so you can't deny a Louisiana nigga, like, they smooth, they're going to take down your chick, or whatever, and I, I give him his props for taking down Jada. But it's also, the bad is, he still spoke out about yeah. a personal situation, which is whack. You can't really do that. That's like and a whole interview it. too. Like, that's what's Angela Yee? Angela Yee, of all people, just, right? Like a big reporter, and you do it on that show. That so it's kind of like it's like it. Yeah, you did it, but then it's like you took an L because you just did yeah. it the wrong way, the wrong and way. on so many levels. Like, who does that? I'm just surprised yeah. Rock hopped on the song because I. I feel like he he abides by uh, you know the alleged right. code of the streets. I, I'm just surprised that he would endorse behavior like that from a grown ass man personally. Rick Ross was a correctional officer back in the day, and he's lied about <laughs> a whole bunch of other things. So it, it just fits right into his character, Josh. That's <laughs> that's fair. But that's fair. But I also talked to Jazzo about it, and Jazzo was schooling me on the game within in prison, right in jail, and apparently a lot of allegedly, right, a lot of the correctional officers do engage in the game as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it is the possibility, technically. Yeah, that's just the, the, the source of income on paper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think Rick Ross is an opportunist, too. I think he feel like he's going to make the money. Yeah. I'm going to jump on there. I don't feel like he thought about none of the other stuff or whatever you're talking about. I just think that's it. and like I said, his, his bar is fire, like bro, bro. So, <laughs> I got to give it to him on that. As far as all this is concerned, I just feel like nah, man. If you decide, dude. You know this, nah. If you decide, dude. You don't yeah. tell the business or whatever. Nah. 
when you the when you the boy toy, just be the boy toy. Just be the boy toy. Like if I see you in the streets, I'm not like I don't know you. Like I'm right. supposed to be. So I just feel like that was like the wrong. And and, and I think August let himself. It's both ways. I think she told him some stuff, but he let himself believe it. Go. That's the problem. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and I said that last week. He should have he, he should have known, like, yo, she ain't never really gonna leave. Like, he really thought she was gonna leave Will and be with him. But I can tell him that what's gonna happen. Like, so that's, that's the thing that really got Well, me. she says that's also what she thought. When you know, during the red table, they thought they would never see each other again. I, I don't believe it. it, it, it banks don't either. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's funny. I didn't watch this, but you know, there was somebody. Um, I don't know what it's called, but there was somebody who did a uh, a test where they you can read like people's body language, okay. or whatever. And there's like a couple of videos out there where people are reading the body language between Jada and Will, and it's not good. <laughs> like very, very. It's not it, the way they're conducting and now they're talking. It just seems staged. It's uh, not comfortable. Like with Jada coming off the bat, the sitting down, her legs are crossed, table, like her hands are on, like, and then with Will, he's just looking very discomfort, uncomfortable, how he's carrying himself, his body language. It just doesn't look honest at all. Whatever they got, I would have never think that you would see Jada, let's say, whatever, two years from now. Walking like publicly on some type of red carpet, you know, with August and done with Will. Like, I would have never believed that if I was August and stuff like that. And that's where I'm at with the whole situation. Well, you, you also know with Jada, um, you know, Jada still has like strong admirations for like Tupac and all that. Of course. And you know, like her daughter, you know, do you also know the story where Willow wrote a letter and read it to Will and Will found it about how Willow asked. Wrote a letter asking for Tupac to come back to life because her mom is really sad, and she wants Tupac to Tupac to come back to make the to make her feel happy again. And then Will found the letter. Yeah, don't that. believe that. Don't believe that, John. That's but real. I did see. Hey, I, I, I'm telling you, man. They say it's real. But I did see his Breakfast Club interview when he talked about how he was intimidated to meet Tupac back then because Jada had so much love for him That's and stuff right. like that. So. I did, you know, see that part. So um, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, but let, let, let's move forward with them entanglements. Let's talk about Nick Cannon and stuff <laughs> and um, how he had the anti-Semitic comments on his show, obviously got fired by Viacom and turned fired, you know, from uh, Wild and Out. And then he apologized. And then the black community got upset at him for apologizing. So what did you think about this whole thing, Nas, and how it all went down? This one I really can't comment too strongly on because I just didn't really dig deep into it. All right. Um, I think there's a lot of politics involved, and I think the apology was necessary. If if you if you if he apologized, I think it was necessary for him to do so. So right. um, that's really where I am on that one. All right, no problem. Uh, Eric, did you see this? What happened with uh, yeah, I saw it. Um, and when I heard he got fired, um, you know, I, I actually called a couple people that I know are Jewish and to find out what he said that was so wrong. Because when I heard it, when I heard it, I'm like, I don't see what's wrong, what's going on. 
And then they said he's fired. I'm like, all right, well, let me call my boy, um, John. John, um, he said that he really didn't even hear the interview, so he didn't know. Uh, then I called my um, my wife's um, cousin, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I didn't get to contact her because when I talked to John about it. It was kind of some stuff that was mixed up. So the interview came out with uh, Rabbi Cooper, I believe his name is. Hopefully that's right. Uh, with Nick and Cannon. Clip of that as well. Okay. I made a lot of people mad. Your community mad? I made my community mad by apologizing. My core question for everybody in our community is, is he sincere? Is this real? Do you feel whatever. I'm sincere? At this point, yes. I believe hate is an energy, and it's very contagious. I don't have a hatred towards any group of people, but specifically Jewish people because I feel there is such a connection. You know what that common hate for the black community comes from and the Jewish community comes from? White supremacy. The idea of eugenics and still placed on us today in America and that Hitler adopted. That's correct. From Came from America. To which caused the Holocaust. And now being used by the Communist Party in China against Muslims. And I will say this, you don't have to be white to practice the energy of white supremacy. That's evil. That's what you and I hate. Yeah, uh, it, the clip didn't work for me. I don't know why when you do the video clips, they don't work for me. So I don't know. It's just like- It was the same, so. it was the rabbi clip though. So you see, okay. you, yeah, you um, it in the way. Yeah. Right. Um, and long story short, right? This rabbi has canceled a bunch of people. Not saying that the rabbi is wrong, but what from what I understood from what Nick Cannon said, the rabbi is saying that it's anti-Semitic because um, Louis Farrakhan used to say the same things or says the same things, but he also says a bunch of anti-Semitic things where like, like he doesn't like Jewish people, whatever the case is. Um, I try to look for clips on that too for him saying stuff like that, but I couldn't find anything. Um, and that's why the rabbi jumped to conclusions saying that, oh, he's being anti-Semitic. This is real racism at his best. And that's what got, I believe that's what Nick, got Nick Cannon fired. Um, at the end of the interview though, they, you know, Nick Cannon asked him, you know, what through all this, what is it that I said that was so wrong in so many words? Um, and the rabbi went into this whole whole uh, uh, spiel, and pretty much at the end of it, he was just saying he said he was wrong for canceling Nick Cannon because after sitting down with him, after Nick Cannon asked him the questions, he could see that Nick Cannon is a good person, and you know, for he he's not anti-semitic for the question for the things that he said because it wasn't the following of louis farrakhan he just believes those things just being you know, a black man is a um is a hebrew whatever the case is so i think really the rabbi was wrong uh nick cannon didn't say anything wrong the rabbi was wrong for jumping conclusions not only did he cancel nick cannon he also canceled uh um uh the road, not the Rolling Stones. Um, Guns and Roses. He canceled. Um, uh, damn, public, not public enemy. Yeah, public enemy. He was one of. He was the one who canceled public enemy back in the day. And then he wound up having uh, conversations with Chuck D. And find out, oh, Chuck D. is a good person. The same you know, rabbi. The same rabbi. Same rabbi. Oh, wow. 
know so that. th that's his issue is like he's against anti-Semitic. So as soon as he hears something, he's gonna jump to conclusions. Oh, this is no. Find out the information about the person you're going against first, and then say something. If you find out, you know, this guy's an asshole. He's really a racist. All right, let's cancel him out. But you not hear something, you see a clip, and he didn't even know who Nick Cannon was before the interview. You know, his his daughter in Israel. And I think he said his like his nephew in New York contacted him. Oh my God, you're going to Mick McKenna. He's like, oh shit, I guess this guy is known. He didn't even know who Mick McKenna was. So you know, we, people need to find out more information before we go ahead and start casting other people out. No, that's that's across the board. Um, and now Nick Cannon ain't got his job. No, not that he needs it, but Nick Cannon don't have his job, and he's like, oh, I was wrong. I guess you don't have. Do I really have to? He said something like, "Do I really have to say that I was wrong?" Yeah, you really gotta say you was wrong, motherfucker. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you just made my kids not have more money in their pocket because you thought I was saying something that I wasn't. You know what I mean? So, I, I think, like I said, people need to find out but more. It, was the rabbi affiliated with Viacom at all, or no? No, no. He just oh, tweeted wow. it. He he tweeted. Um, he tweeted on you know whatever post I don't, I'm not on Twitter so he tweeted uh he however you tweet on that subject and then I guess Veracon saw it you know this rabbi is one of the biggest rabbi like he was he he um he's like one of the big rabbi guys you know what I mean like you, you seem like you want to be like a rabbi and celebrity at the same time a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. uh maybe so, I don't I didn't really kind of from the get that from the thing but he is a activist. He's a for the Jewish community. So if an activist from a Jewish, a higher up activist for Jewish community says something, and Veracon has a bunch of Jewish people that work for him, or Veracon is Jewish, guess what? They're gonna they're gonna cancel you out. Oh, you need to well, say sorry. Why am I saying sorry? I don't know why I said that was wrong. Why do I have to say sorry? Oh, you're fired. Well, Damn. well they do. Half of the Hollywood executives are Jewish. Half right. Hollywood is Jewish, and and Josh can attest to that a little bit, but um, if, if not more. But what did you think about? The banks, especially the fact of what the black community turned their back on him for the apology, stuff like that. I mean, it's the same thing. We're too quick to cancel people. It just doesn't make sense. We have to stop doing that. Canceling people does nothing. All it does is hurt. All it does is hurt us. It hurts us even more by doing that. Instead of trying to cancel him, try to figure out why or what he was trying to say. Because at the end of the day, cotton. <laughs> Nick has done a lot for black people. He's hired right. a lot of black people. So how are you gonna how are you gonna try to cancel somebody who's done so much for the community in that sense? I, I just thought that was corny. And but if you want to go from a different aspect and see why people were upset because of I think the way he apologized. I think he should have apologized, right? But I also thought he should have brought what is brought down or what's said against black people and no one ever says anything about that no one ever fires or really makes it a big deal in comparison to what happened with Nick Cannon. because if you look at what nick cannon said he didn't really say much but i think it's what what offended people was when he mentioned farrakhan because a lot of people who watched the video were like what did he say that right and but if you if you tie in the Farrakhan thing, and then if you can find that video, I never I never watched the video myself. But uh, there's a video where you know Farrakhan basically goes in on the Jews, 
and basically cause them evil people and so a whole bunch of things. And the Jew, the Jewish people take high, high and great offense to that. Mm-hmm. So when Nick Cannon was saying like Farrakhan is right and like he had, with certain aspects and you just throw his name in there, it's just going to ruin everything. And then you have prog- Progressive Griff in the video as well, which they don't like. They don't like him either. It's just like it was just it was just down to be horrible at the end of the at the end of the video, just based off the conversation that they were going to have. Yeah, um, so I'll let you go, Josh. Um, when you said the way the apology, I think that really turned me off a little bit too, especially when like the rabbi is saying, you know, to him. I gotta keep something on because they turned the one on over there. They turned that off. Um, <laughs> the oh, rabbi. Now you go. The rabbi is saying to him that we want to know if you were sincere, and then like Nick is like, "What well, do I sound sincere?" It's almost like, you know, he's begging for the approval in that way of the apology, and I didn't like that at all. It was like, if I apologize, I apologize. I'm not gonna come back to you and say, "Well, did I sound sin- sincere enough for you?" Like that's to me, like not, not, now we're doing too much at that point. So. That I kind of didn't agree with. You well, know. The whole video, they were making jokes. Well, Nick was more making jokes back and forth with the rabbi. So I, I think that was a laughing off matter. I don't think that was like a a, a sincere, was I sincere? Like he, well, he wasn't begging for his forgiveness. But here's the thing, though, so Eric. Hold on, here's the thing. It's kind of like what, um, what Banks said earlier about Kanye. So that clip, that that's the clip that Josh played that you didn't hear, right? Uh-huh. That's the clip that went to the shade room. So people take it out of context uh-huh. right away. So it's about, you, you, you know what I mean? You got to really yeah. watch what you say. They took that. Remember, I don't know how long the interview was. You watched it, I didn't. But they took those 30 seconds that Josh played, uh-huh. and it sounds like he's begging for forgiveness. Yeah, it so, was an hour and 20 minutes, and then there was another 20-minute video because something happened at the end. Yeah, uh, so, so about, you really gotta watch what you say and and you know how you say it because all it takes is for it to be posted, and then you got, you know, it, it's going after that. You know what right. I'm saying? So that's kind of my thing. But Josh, what do you feel about the whole thing? The the firing, the apology, the whole thing. Well, the firing was to be expected, especially because you know Nick has been in the industry for roughly two decades at minimum, right. if right. not if not longer. So he understands how the game is played and at what level is being played. And as John alluded to, who's controlling the uh, chess pieces, let's say. And to be fair, I don't actually think what he said was anti-Semitic, similar to what the rabbi alluded to. So I was kind of disappointed that the rabbi with his let's say spiritual expertise was not able to learn from his previous mistake years before. I mean, you've been here already. How many times have you been here? And you're supposed to be a spiritual leader, set an example, but it seems that you're for whatever reason, concerned with being, being the victim when you don't need to be the victim. But we see that also with white privilege. So again, I, I know a lot of people don't equate, being Jewish with white privilege, but there's certain more privilege than what we have. Uh So I would say most races who are Caucasian, whether you are Jewish or Caucasian, there is a level of privilege to that, to that ethnicity. Agreed. And you don't think he's so, he should have apologized, Nick, or you said he should have, I guess, but 
I mean, because he's playing the game. Exactly to the source. He went to the right rabbi, right? Yeah. So he, yeah. he knows exactly what he's doing. So he might be able to leverage this into something even bigger. We never know. So do you think he knew the backlash would come from the black community, but he was playing the game? I honestly don't think he was worried about the backlash from the black community because, as you said, Miguel, the shade room is literally like black TMZ, right? Everyone's yeah. taking things out of context on purpose and they yeah. purposefully design it in a way for people to t take it out of context, yes. which gives the shade room more uh, engagement and yeah. whatnot. We, we Again, we know how this game is played. So that's why he went directly to the source. Not He, he, he completely disregarded the black community because he knew how they were going to respond. It was very calculated. Yeah, apparently yeah. the rabbi. The, the apology was very calculated. Apparently, the rabbi uh, during the interview, the, the Nick Cannon said, "You know, oh, um, you told me that this apology, putting out that apology, will turn the black community against me." You know, he already they already had that conversation because they had a phone conversation beforehand, and the rabbi is looking, look, man, you make this apology, they're going to turn against you. And exactly that's what happened, you know. So he knew, like you said. Right. So <laughs> makes sense. Uh, Josh, you were right. All right, well, let's move forward from Nick. I'm sure there'll be more on this story ongoing. Uh, let's get back to the Tory Lanes and Meg. And um, I know there's still still can details. I, I one more thing about that. Yeah, yeah. One more thing. Um, the last 20 minute video at the end, the rabbi said to Nick, "No." So Nick Scanner goes, "So where do we go from here?" The rabbi says, we're going to have a meeting on Monday. We'll talk about that. If Nick Cannon get his job back, the Jewish people really run that specter of the world. I'm just putting that out there right now. So if it happens, I said it. All right. <laughs> That's all I had to say. Because it, it, it's crazy. The way he said it is like, oh, we had a conversation. I see who you are. We're going to have a meeting. If he gets his jobs back and they or he could offers him something back, then the Jewish community. Remember, this guy don't have nothing really to do with that, but he is right. one of the higher ups of the Jewish communities. So we'll, we'll see what happens from and there. In fact, I'm going to double down on E, and because of what's going on with let's say systematic oppression and that awareness, right? imagine if Viacom makes him an executive. Oh, wow. Done. They may take advantage of the opportunity now, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Due to the sensitivity of the times right now, their ratings and, and, and their stock is just going to go up. Now they're BLM, you know, on another right. level now. So they can definitely take advantage of these times and that apology. Yeah, yeah he might become a poster, a poster boy for like right. people not being anti-Semites and stuff like that and how to, you know, learn from each other or something like that. He might become a real like and to be fair, he's completely accurate, though, because at the end of the day, because I went I went to a Jewish community center for preschool and kindergarten. So growing up, I always had the connection with Jewish people simply because both of our ancestors were confirmed to be slaves multiple time in history and or oppressed and or had genocide or sterilization. Huh. So. Unfortunately, as we discussed before, and as I've discussed on the Creative Gourd as well, for whatever reason, our people don't get the same type of sympathy that the Jewish community gets. I, and I would just hope eventually through this process that when people make anti-Black or African-American comments, the same repercussions would happen that would happen in the Jewish community, which always happens. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. The Jewish it, community, however, is very together. Right. Yes. That said that too last right? week. And that's what yeah. makes them so effective. Uh-huh. If yes. we tap into that, we will then also be effective. Amen. Amen. We need those things going going towards you know the the people who's being um, racist towards you know black people. You know we need those same leaders like this rabbi. You know yep. who, who's just going to go out there and and shut shit down. You know okay. that's the way it's going to happen. Um, yeah, yeah. They're very organ organ organized too. Now organized and together. I will yeah. say that about that community. And uh, now we can move on. And uh, Banks, if you haven't spoken in a while. Uh, with the whole story, oh no, we're on that now, okay. <laughs> um, uh, Drake, this meme right here, one of the greatest rappers, songwriters, rappers in history to ever do music. No debate, no conversation. Thanks. What do you think? May I ask a question? Who is the person who wrote this? I have no idea. Uh, I don't know who that is, but it was uh, they got a blue check. Yeah, <laughs> Banks, you know who that is? Who the guy who wrote this? Uh, oh, that's a producer. That's oh. a producer who works, who does a lot of production for Drake. <laughs> okay, there we go, Josh. <laughs> so, what do you think of the statement? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you just speak facts in regards to what Drake has done as a whole, as an artist. Maybe not a rapper, but as an artist, he he is he is up there, um, just sonically and what he's provided to other artists, um, what he has done on the charts, the records he has broken, um, the concerts he sold out, the, the 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 amount of attention he gets in the U.S. and outside of the U.S. Um, and him just not being an American citizen, him being from Canada. And also creating a billion-dollar industry in regards to tourism in Canada. I mean, Drake. Drake is up there. He's up there. Well, uh, I wrote back to this and I said that he's definitely one of the greatest artists. And when you go to artists, songwriters, but rappers, I don't think he's been in the top ten. To be honest with you, as far as like just rapping, but artists, I, I, I agree with you. How about you, Nas? When you see this, what do you think? Who is he? <laughs> <laughs> the shade. <laughs> He's someone out of Drake's team, correct? Yeah. Is, the, the, that, the is that what you said, Bank John? Yeah. Borider, Bo yes. he's a producer. Yeah. I, I don't agree. I mean, that's his opinion. It's fair. Drake, you know, paid him a lot of money, started his <laughs> career, maybe. <laughs> And uh, that's the right thing to say, you know. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's no way, you know, his career hasn't been long enough to say ever in history. Come on, thank you. <laughs> so I guess his career hasn't been long, but I don't know. His career hasn't been long, but he's how much money has he made in the short span of his career? Um, Drake is like a pop star, you know. What I mean, he he's a rapper. Even though I won't call him a rapper, he sings and raps. But he's still a he's still a rapper. He's still an artist. He's still along with our genre of music. Um, and he's on a pop star status. And he's only been out for what ten years? I don't know how long it's been, but you know, yeah, a little you guys over might 10. know better. Yeah, um, over ten years. 
So, you know, and he's made a lot of money, like you say, you know, tourings and albums and you know, he he is one he's gotta he's gotta be one of the greatest. If he's not one of the greatest, then who is? You know what I mean? You got you got like we'll go back to Little Wayne, you got uh uh DMX, you know, uh James D. DMX isn't one of the greatest? No, DMX had like two albums. Like, no, definitely not. Yeah, no, but really. DMX can go to any country and sell out if he wasn't right. on drugs. Go ahead, go ahead, keep, keep going with your list. Sure. Um uh you got you know jay-z uh then you go to the old school guys or whatever but even still and just talking about drake himself in the last let's call it 10 years how much money has he made you compare that to other rappers who's come out in the same span and he's probably made way more money and if we're just talking about the uh greatest as an album sales and making uh uh, uh revenue drake is one of the greatest that's how i look at it Josh. That's very interesting because I, I see that we're we're I guess essentially moving the goalpost for what means the greatest. Because if it's right. is it just album sales and and monetary value or is the actual quality of music? Right. So that, that's what that's what I'm curious about. So when I put people in the greatest artists, I'm thinking about Michael Jackson. You know, people people in that category, right? So. With Drake, Drake is a demographic grand slam. So similar to our previous topic. So in American culture, we appreciate things that are imports, right? Because we see things like Louis Gucci being incredibly prevalent, especially in our culture. So that that's number one. The fact that he's an import that adds value to his brand, his personal brand, right? Number Personally, two, I don't care anything about import. I'm, I'm just saying, let's say 99.9% of his demographic do. Well, all right. But yeah, all right. All right. So, in terms of songwriters, you're already confirmed with witnesses that you don't write your own bars, which no, which is why no one rates you as a a rapper anymore or a lyricist. Which is fair because that's the game. To be fair, Michael Jackson, Beyonce, none of these R and B artists, emphasis on the R and B, write their own lyrics either. So that makes sense. So you are an incredible artist, an incredible entertainer. But to add rappers and songwriters, nah, this this leave those two out because that's the debate and conversation. <laughs> so in terms of artists, in terms of complete artists, in terms of having a diverse catalog with a lot of hits, and as you gentlemen said, within a little over a decade, racking up a net worth of about 150 million which is dope that's amazing but if you want to consider yourself a rapper and rappers are predicated on bars bars that they write themselves if not right in their head right which most of the best rappers do i mean not you you're an entertainer you're a wonderful entertainer i put you in the same category as millie vanilli right no, I get the, the writing part, but Drake has written songs for people. That, and that's fair too. And that's fair too, right? But at the same time, for whatever reason, if you if you're if you're writing if you're writing bars for other people, then why are other people writing bars for you? So to me, that alludes because let's not forget how the music game works, right? So mm -hmm. we asked who we want who we want to learn the music game from. This is why I chose Hove 
Because Hov's going to tell you, guess what? In terms of business-wise, if you pay for those lyrics, those lyrics are yours. That's how the business works. Yep. This is why I say Millie Vanilli. If you pay for those lyrics, those lyrics are literally yours. You pay for that. But Millie Vanilli wrote nothing. Drake wrote stuff. Drake wrote hits for Kanye. Drake wrote, hit, wrote hits for Alicia Keys. He, he's definitely a singer-songwriter. Absolutely. You know, I'm not discrediting him in any way, shape, or form. He's earned each title that he has. Um, but again, it doesn't make him the greatest in history. That's just an extreme statement that isn't true. Yeah, I feel like I'm with you now. I think, I think the producer put that out because partly because he works for him a little bit. But, but how old? Yeah. Another thing, another thing with Drake is probably isn't over 25. But another thing with Drake is wait, what you say now? How old is the producer? Huh. I, I would I would take a leap and say he's probably still in his 20s. So you know. Yeah, he's uh 30, 33. He's 33? Okay. You should know better. <laughs> but uh, time, he's work. only worth $5 million, so maybe he's trying to get some more M's up. You never know. <laughs> but another yeah, thing with Drake, and, and, and 4.8 came from Drake. <laughs> if not all, right? And future right. royalties as well. <laughs> but they also said Drake is about to get the biggest deal in the music industry. With his next album, he deserves it. That makes sense because he's he's a demographic grand slam. So not only does he have in his DNA, right, in his ethnicity alone, he mm -hmm. has the protection of the rabbi, let's say, but he also has the protection of the black community uh. and also the white privilege. He he's literally a demographic grand slam. And also two different countries, like you said. So he's got a lot going on. But um, but also I think that, you know, a lot of it banks gotta do with like the times we live in. He's Perfect. got he's got streaming, he's got social media, he's got YouTube, like he's got a lot to help all those things that he does. Like I don't know if he would translate to other eras that much, to be honest with you. I'm not taking anything away from him, but rapping wise, especially again, he's not even top ten to me, let alone one of the greatest ever. And to be fair to Drake, even though he doesn't rap, you know, he doesn't write his own bars, I still <laughs> give him credit for his creative expression as a person who really appreciates creativity. You still have to perform those lyrics in a stylistic way that coincides with the beat, which is a skill. So I do appreciate that aspect of him. But again, if you're not writing your own bars, you're not a rapper. So, so what do you think about Wu-Tang? Because they used to share bars. They used to, somebody would write a line for him, write a line for it. They used to go, you know, are they not rappers? Are they not one of the, you know, the best groups? I mean, again, they're not in my top 10. Are they in your? <laughs> no, they're, they're not. But, but well, I mean, they, there we go. People in the back, uh, but it's not for that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, a, I don't listen to gangster rap like that. So, you know, if for me, back in the day, you know, I mean, we were sitting in the basement, that's what we listened to. But, you know. And Josh, I don't know how true it is that. Hove doesn't have any writers. You know, Kanye That's has fair. alluded to that many, many, many times. 
which is why, you know, he was brought into rock was to write. Um, and I think Drizzy and Kanye are very similar, just different time periods. Um, the transition is almost the same. And like Drake said, Kanye was his idol. You know what I mean? So a lot of that makes sense. And I know for a fact, St. John is writing in Rock Nation heavy right now, uh, just as Kanye did. So that's a part of the industry. It's a part of being a creative. You collaborate. That comes with the territory. Sure. I think. So I, I don't. I'm not upset about as much as him not writing as, as much. But yeah, I just think even when he does rap compared to other rappers, I wouldn't bother myself. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think what y'all said, you know, going all the way back to the Michael Jackson, Beyonce, whoever you want to say, I don't think he's you know, on that level. But he, he, I mean, what he did is incredible, like I said. So I, I think he's dope in that nature. But I think the, the, the times, you know, kind of helped him, you know, with that as well, something like that. Because he is better making songs than a lot of these other new artists. I will definitely give him that. So. And and see, that's the point. Like, that's the metric. So when right. Dave was coming out, he had to battle Big and Pac every single bar. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Different competition. Yeah, he earned stripes in a different way. Uh, because Absolutely. Of times, for sure. So, would you call him the greatest of this time? Yes. 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 Of, of this era. Yes. Post. Yes. Post Jay Z and Kanye. Yes. Yeah. Post nineties. Post nah. Post twenty. Nah. I'm saying post two thousands, like before. Yeah. Uh, post twenty ten, bro. <laughs> By the way, Take Care came out in 2010, so he he, yeah. he certainly isn't in there yet. Not not a <laughs> not. <laughs> that's why to be over 30 and make the statement ever like that's just yeah, nonsense. that's blasphemous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, and we're gonna move forward past that. I don't think we had a picture for this, but I did want to ask Banks if it does come out that Tory did shoot. Meg, do you think his <laughs> career? You think his career is actually going to be over? Can he bounce back from that? Well, I don't know, Josh. I, I sent the post. You know, Megan alluded to him doing it basically now because she got mad, which right. made sense because she's playing the victim now. Um, <laughs> because at the end of the day, we don't know what happened. Right, right, right. We don't know what happened. Um, but she alluded to. Like, oh, you guys are taking sides and making jokes over a nigga that shot me. Who's the nigga that shot you? I mean, <laughs> Tory, he's the only guy in the car. But um, what I think it would do, I think it may, it may hurt Tory's connections going okay. to what I said about with Jay-Z. Because um, Megan is under Rock Nation's management, right? Right. And at the end of the day, Tory is like a hothead. He doesn't know who he is. He's one. Right. He's Tupac one month. He's <laughs> uh, Chris Brown quarantine, another month. Quarantine radio one month. He's a radio host another month. Like he right. just doesn't know who he is. Right. And I think that hurts him because he and a lot of people come at him. And he's another person that they they say he takes bars from other people and other other things like that when it comes oh, to rap. He steals whole songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like with this, I think it's going to hurt him connection wise, because if you're going to, you know, hurt one of somebody from Jay-Z's camp, who's making him money and potentially, um, you know, dismantle 
or break apart what he got going on, I think connection wise, it's going to hurt him to get to certain elements or certain to certain places in rap or in Hollywood or in within the music industry. I think it's going to hurt him in that aspect. And depending on like the verdict, they're probably going to just say like it was a mistake or of some sort. It wasn't like intentional and he might have to pay like a small fine or whatever and it might get dropped or whatever. But Go ahead, nah. I wasn't sure if it had been confirmed, but clearly it hasn't been. So I'm good. Yeah, that's why I said, you know, because it's, it's, I mean, it's been a couple weeks now, but if it was confirmed, do you think his career would be over? Okay. Yeah. Why not? I nah, mean, personally, nah, only because he can always go to Jamaica and make a lot of money music there. That's probably be- better than the music he'll ever make here, personally. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the way it's to- not American either, so. Yeah. Go ahead, Eric. I think it's all about how they handle it as far as, um, if he comes out, like uh, Banks was saying, if he comes out and he's talking trash and, you know, handle it, you know, try to act tough or whatever the case may be, calling their names and all that, then, yeah, Jay-Z might cancel him and, you know, do all that that part. But if they handle it and keep on a, on a quiet like they've been doing, um, I don't see why it would hurt him. Like, look at Plex if he shot himself in the leg, too. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, he went back and started playing football again. You know, I, I don't think it's a... It's, it, it depends on how they handle the case as far as um, personally and publicly, you know. I think both parties, management-wise, uh, management-wise, they're coming up with the best way to tackle it where no one take any real losses. Hmm. Um, because why hasn't a verdict come out already? Right. You know what I mean? So they're being very strategic and calculated as to who's going to take these amount of losses or, or, or more or less losses. It, because I don't personally, I don't think he shot her. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I think the two females that were in the backseat were playing with his gun and accidentally somehow Meg uh, ended up shot. Um, him driving, <laughs> it just don't make sense. Oh, was he right. driving the car? Yeah. yeah. Oh. He was the driver. Um, Who was she at, in the front or the back? He was in the they front. both were in the back. He was driving the truck. They he was driving the truck. Right? We saw the video, Mike. They were in the back. They oh, both right. were in the back, bro. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. From the video, I think they both were playing with that gun. The gun Wait, both the both the girls were in the back or Tori and Meg were in the back? Well, Tori was driving. Girls. Tori's driving. So how do you shoot somebody in the foot if you're driving a car? My point right. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shot under the seat. <laughs> oh, like I don't. That doesn't make no sense. I don't uh, think we're ever gonna get all the details. Of what happened, you know? No, ri- riding down Rodeo, it, it, it's just not gonna happen. Leaving one of the Kardashians' pool party an hour prior. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Like none of that adds up to him needing to shoot her. It makes zero sense. Uh, and this is why I think it's taking so long for a verdict to be public. Uh, because they don't want anyone to lose on nonsense. You know what I mean? And com- com- complete fuckery that took place in that car. Come on, we got to figure this out. You know? Right. And he took the gun charge because it is his. Yeah. Right. So it's about, they, 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 they trying to take Tom, 
So they're taking time to, to spend it so everybody can be all right at the end of the day. Correct. Yeah, that's a, his, that gun charge is a 10-minute walkthrough at Lyft mm-hmm. on Sunday. Uh, all right. That's, that's <laughs> nothing. And let's not forget that uh, Megan initially said that the gunshot rumors were false. Like and then she retracted her statement and actually was like, oh, guys, I got shot. Give me sympathy now. So to me, it just looks like marketing and advertising. And perhaps someone else might know something else about this incident. Let's see if they know. I think. No, nope. Already fucking up. Okay, no. <laughs> no. I'm protecting you. I predict. I'll take it. <laughs> I predict that they had some sort of Bobby and Whitney love that, you know, drove them down this snapped-esque mm. type of road. And mm. I'm here for it. I like that. I want you to like me so much you shoot me in the foot too. Like But as long <laughs> What as, the whoa that is very Dre like drop man. a grenade. What the you want you what? I want you to like me so much that if I'm trying to get out the car and you're like, no, sit your fucking ass she in the repeats. car. And she I'm like, repeats. no, nigga, I'm fucking getting out the car. No, you're not. He shoot bah, you bah. in the foot. Wow. Yeah, you going to fucking shut that nigga. No, I'm not going in nowhere. In this moment, Are you gonna- Drea just went viral. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, look, and she's looking like, okay, like, okay. Uh- yeah, she's an idiot. Who would take any advice from First off, why are you taking advice from Drea anyway? That's the first, <laughs> I don't understand that that whole logic. And her whole point, like, I want somebody to shoot me to see this so I can see how much they love me. What? And then the Bobby and Whitney, like, Tori and Meg the Stein have a Bobby and Whitney relationship. What? The whole thing doesn't make sense. Uh-oh. Next. Well, to be fair, Tori is 5'3", Megan is 5'10". That doesn't make sense either. So a lot of things in this situation don't make sense. Tori reaches her butt. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Tori and Meg both got more money than Bobby and Whitney combined. They, they, they don't partake in those type of domestic violence. Like, no, rich people rarely, rarely, rarely need to do that. You know, so... I just don't think it occurred like how Dre is making it sound at all. No way. Yeah, that sounds crazy what she's saying. I, I agree with that. She the wrong person to say anything, like 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 Banks said. So like nobody no likes Dre really in any way. So um and, and what's to, uh, like are they together, Tori and Meg anyway? I wonder what's going on with them regardless or whatnot. So ah, they made statements that they were just cool and they were yeah. so happy to be leaving the pool party together. Yes, I don't know what's going on. I, I can't think like Tori be tagging along to smash Meg friends, be honest with you. So, <laughs> so kind of like on, on Josh's point about being with baddies, friends with baddies, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I recently watched um, Tori on Drink Champs, and you know, Drink Champs is pretty organic and raw, I, I would say. Right. And uh, Tori says, I'm a sniper, like, I don't move. How you think I move? You know, and 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 Nor was like, yeah, I know you out here taking a few yeah. down. He's like, yeah, but nothing uh, negative comes from it. They're all cool, so I don't, I don't see him doing that to Meg. Yeah, I, that's I just kinda, not in his mo. I kind of agree with that. I think by the end of the month, we'll we'll have some more details on that. Yeah. And then Josh, you want to talk about the versus uh, deal that happened? I think you have information. Let me, let me get that up. 
why he's getting that up, we can, you know, it's happening. It's, we're going to talk about that during a versus battle because tonight we had Snoop Dogg versus uh, DMX. I, I caught some of that. Did you, Banks? Yeah, I saw some of it. Yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty dope. What do you think? Yeah, it just made me think, like, damn, you guys are really old. <laughs> <laughs> and now they got a partnership, Timberland and Swiss, with Apple Music. What are your thoughts on that, Josh? Well, it's kind of like how you alluded to, Miguel. It was either going to be a uh, TV deal or entertainment deal, but this I said that, I said that months ago. Absolutely. Yeah, I knew it was going to be a TV deal. Yeah, um, I know. I know it was some some sort of deal because the popularity of it, and they kept it going and whatnot. So I don't know what they're exactly going to do with Apple Music. Maybe it'll be on Apple. Um, well, what is I, I got you, Miguel. So one of the things that, as I'm sure we all know in pop culture, that were the issues with the verses was the technical issues, right? Yes. So they played off of that concept. So they now have, and actually started with the Snoop and DMX deal, and Snoop had an ad for it uh, on on verses. So when you when you actually listen to the battle through Apple Music or observe the value through app, battle through Apple Music the uh, sound quality is going to be infinitely better. So wow. that also plays into the Beats by Dre concept as well. So is this uh, a win-win scenario for all, let's say, uh, Caucasian parties involved? Yeah, I wonder how much the deal is for uh, for, for Timberland and Swiss. We'll get details later on on that situation. But um, I think that's pretty dope, man. And uh, that That'll be the end of our pop culture for tonight. Um, Eric, you still with us? You look a little tired, bro. You all right? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not here. I got to. Right, we appreciate you uh, coming on to the show. Oh, Mike. Sure you, yeah. guys, I don't know if you guys know, but the uh, I've been going for last week. The PA gyms are open. I don't know if everybody's by there or not, um, but I've been going for the last week or so. So it is. All right. You, you yeah. hear that now? I was there not, today, man. Nice. Oh, were you? Okay. Yeah. Well, which, which one were you at? I'm using my wife membership at Planet Thirsty. <laughs> over over, over Langhorn? Over there, I mean, uh, what's that? Over Langhorn out there? Over there? No, it's right in Morrisville. Okay, uh, yeah. Oh, right there. Okay, I got you. All right. Yeah. I did not know that, but that's uh, that's good. Thanks for the information, Eric. We'll pass no it along. Yeah. All right. Yeah, guys. Good night. Thanks for hey, watching. Hey, show, guys. Show. Uh, I love All watching right, you guys. No problem. All right. Moving forward. Got the last four here uh, of the dating and relationships. Wanted to talk about Josh. Play the clip of your girl. Well, it's a, it's an audio clip, but I got it. All right. Also, can you guys put a hand up once you can hear it, just to make sure y'all can hear it? Uh, yeah. That I list in the book. But uh, most of us do some of the things that I have listed in my book. And I do say that it is not because of generalizations that we are all victimized by some of the negative patterns of behavior in the book, but the book just represents our collective contribution. This is some of everything that we have done or that we do daily that contributes to the breakup of our relationship, the destruction of our man, and the failure of our children to be able to function. They did not tell us that all of that of uh, being my own person and I'm independent would lead to separation, loneliness, celibacy, and lesbianism. They didn't tell us that if you give up the man, you're going to take one of these things and it's worse and it will destroy your nation. 
They didn't give us that information. They made us think that it was some kind of glorified position to brag about the fact that I got my own job, my own credit card, my own car, so I don't need no man. I don't even know how we got that mixed up. Ain't none of that got nothing to do with having being with no man. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we, we have some serious relationship problems that nobody has been able to address us on because everybody wants to pretend that this is not going on. You know, over 60% of our women are single, widowed, separated, or divorced. They don't have a man. I just came out of Florida and they got a housing complex that the Urban League built, which is a black organization that is for women and children only. They don't, they say they don't allow any men in there. I didn't have time to deal with it, but I talked about them real bad. That's the silliest program I've ever heard of. You know, All right, well, we lost Josh. He'll be back, I'm sure. But um, based off of what he posted just now and what the lady was saying, what do you think about that, Banks? Uh, I mean, I just think that's nonsense. Um, I think it's just playing It's just playing in a part of what, um, you know, the speaker was saying earlier in regards to, uh, you know, the agenda with, you know, feminism and black women not needing men and, them taking on to, you know, um, uh, not dealing with men, dealing with women or uh, doing things on their own or focusing more on the assets and the material things as opposed to uh, the lack of information of what they receive based upon those particular aspects of like, if you leave and take those things out, you're going to be lacking in regards to what <laughs> you're moving forward in and um with the comment that that woman is saying i just think that just adds on to what she's saying exactly and i just i, I don't think the comment's necessary but you know another example of that is ruby rose <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what's her name ruby rose and she got 100k in 48 hours yes yeah off of nothing i saw the the, the pictures oh my god they were scams Wow, that's crazy. He's selling dreams, the finesse queen. <laughs> so she's so she putting stuff that's really Fine. already on Instagram type of deal, but she's putting only This is what she did. Like an example, I posted it today. She did like uh, a picture where she like photoshopped it to an extent. Like she was like, it was her and her friend. They put a flower over her thinking like she was naked. And then the friend was behind her, right? And then she put like a marker to cover the friend's shoulder to make it look like they're both naked and that they're, they're just like sitting with each other. But then somebody posted the real picture. They're in panties and they're just alluding to the fact that them being naked, but they're not. And yes. she's like, char apparently charged $15 for this picture. And like somebody has her page and has been paying for it. And it's been like posting pictures and like, oh, I'm taking else for y'all. You know, you're welcome. <laughs> but like, they're literally saying her, her only fans is literally what you can post on Instagram, but she's just finessing people and making them think like you're getting more, but you're not, you're literally just wasting your money and just falling into the trap of being a sin of supporting her as opposed to your own dreams and goals. I'm not supporting you think, nonsense. Let's think about that now. Which part? What we listened to prior or this thing? Uh, let's go we listen to prior. Too. Yeah. Um, in their relationship, no. 
women are not superior to men. They shouldn't be. But I think women have been working very hard to wear that role. And when they do possess the title or to be superior, that relationship just doesn't work because it's ineffective. This is not the way it's supposed to be. It wasn't designed for, to, to be that way. Um, but men are just surrendering th this title and just giving them the reins. You know what I mean? Some men are anyway, because it's an easy end. You know what I mean? I think uh, men these days are so thirsty, they're just willing to just say whatever and do whatever just to will you in and then try to then take back the ring. But it's too late. You already surrendered it. You know, you know what I mean? So I think she's looking at it from that standpoint, but that doesn't make it right. You know what I mean? Uh, but it is happening, definitely. That's pretty good. So you said that they surrender it early to get the girl, but they're trying to take it back later on. It's too late. And it's and it's, it's ineffective at that point. It's done. Gotcha. Uh, and Josh, your thoughts on what you played for us? Uh, yeah, just I'm just going to tag on to Nas's point here. I mean, when we have Pornhub, which is essentially the YouTube for any type of graphic material that you may require right if you're if you're a gentleman who may require it or or whoever you're actually going to pay 15 dollars per item by the way they have the same mechanism on pornhub as well so only fans isn't really a new concept at all it is used a certain aspect of pornhub right so to me it doesn't make any sense to pay for something that you can get for free and that you're actually not going to get to sample in real life. That's to me, that's not worth the investment. So that it it kind of highlights uh, let's say mental frailties in terms of insecurities. And you're whenever you make a purchase like that, you're literally telling yourself that the best you can do is to pay to get scammed by women who look like that. So that just lets you know that you're never going to be able to obtain women like that because you have this low value of yourself, which is the whole aspect of poetic charm, which is going to be great because Brother Nasir is going to grace us with his presence tomorrow. Oh, man, I definitely got to watch that show or whatever. Maybe <laughs> yeah, we're going to uh, die tomorrow, man. Oh, yeah, this, this, that's going to be good. But um, Josh, what do you think about the comment, though, that what that girl said? Wait, which one? The one you put up before uh, Ruby Rose, where she basically was saying that, you know, a lot of women can okay. fund and do a lot of things for the community, but that's a whole nother subject and I won't comment on it now. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I was surprised to see it on the internet, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, it, it's interesting because usually we only get one aspect of how black men are. And I, I put this in the same category in terms of how it's a bit of selective morality in terms of who's doing what, number one. And number two, similar to the whole interracial aspect, because if a, a black woman dates out of, outside of her race, it's uh, it's not really a big deal. But if a black man does it, it's literally the end of the world. Yeah, always, always. And I, it's, it's, it's crazy. Every time, you know, I agree with that. As far as back on the OnlyFans thing, I mean, that lady made 100K in 48 hours for showing nothing. I got to blame the guys on that. Like, I, I can't blame believe, her for making her money. I also don't believe she made 100K. She posted it. 
She posted it. She posted it the um the uh analytics of like the cost of what you could do. I mean, there's a lot of women who've done it who do the same thing. I don't get it either. I, I, people like us, it's not going to make sense. No, it don't so, make sense to me. Here's at the all. picture. You see now? That's the picture she posted before with the rose over it, making it look like she was naked, but that's what she actually was doing. And people do that on Instagram <laughs> for free. Right. <laughs> that's ridiculous to me. I was like, I gotta blame the guys for that. I, I can't blame her. Like she getting the bag by any means, by any, by any means, by doing nothing. But, but I, to me, I can't see how you can blame the guys because she literally scammed the guys. And apparently, I think the, the membership's like thirty dollars a month or fifty dollars a month or something like that. I can't say she scammed them. I think they're just stupid. Like I don't know. Like uh, this, is, this is a scam, girl. That, that's a scam. Bro, the picture with, and the yeah. panties is better than that picture. To be honest with you. So, but she's alluding that she's naked and that like, oh, there's more going to be coming. That's she's playing an, like it's a. It's like she's seducing them. Like, oh, I'm going to post more, but here, pay for this picture and the next one you're going to do. I'm going to do this. Exactly. That's, that's the business that's model. That's just the pre-sale. <laughs> I'm not mad at. I'm just saying, bro. I get it. If she was wrong for, I guess, to do not, not even like uh, you know, alluding to not what she's doing. However, I think the guys are idiots who paid that much money to see nothing. That's just dumb. Uh, you know? Read the comments. A lot of dudes are mad. <laughs> you got you got and even if she was, let's say if that flower was gone, it's still just her standing there showing happened. And I mean, still nothing to pay for. Like, that's ridiculous. Wait, well, hold on, Miguel. Because so again, listen. from what we see here, if they're actually naked underneath that, do you, is that the same as the actual photo? That's not. It's not the same, but it's not something I pay fifty dollars for either. That's fucking ridiculous, bro. Let me propose this question to y'all: Who's more desperate and or thirsty? <laughs> the poster, her, you know, those that post on OnlyFans, OnlyFans. For those that look and, and, and buy in, who's worse? I, I think the poster. women that get on there and that needs to post need, you know what I mean? They're desperate. If there was only a little bit of money they making, I would agree with you, Nas. But you're talking about they making money like enough to change their life situations. I don't call that desperate. I call that. Um, you know why I uh, think it's desperation, Mike? Why? Because if the OnlyFans goes away, their careers go away. True. That too. And if that goes away, it's just like they're done. They can't do anything. It's like if Instagram goes away, a lot of these people's careers are done. That's just true, too. You know what I'm saying? So if, to, to answer Nas's question, I will go with the men. The poster, but I see your point too as well. I mean, I would, Rose, sorry, I, I'll go with the men who, who, who look. Ruby Rose was an artist, like she was making music and she was dating like rappers, and now she's doing OnlyFans page. Like it's a but showing a, nothing. That's what I'm saying. She's she's almost that, a genius. No, no, no. Yeah. That's because she's scamming. You're not. You don't get props for scamming, Mike. <laughs> okay. scamming too, Mike. Actually, <laughs> I do got to say the scamming part. You're right, Josh. You don't get props for scamming. That's um, the, I mean, Mike. because luckily for her, it's probably not incorporated because she can actually get fined from the thing entities like the Better Better Business Bureau or any other federal, let's say, uh, entity that gets people who scam. 
well, yeah, I think at some point they'll try to put some type of regulations on it to avoid the scams at some point. And to Banks' point, I present this meme. <laughs> yeah, because you're right. Everybody on OnlyFans ain't popping off. So that's true, too. But I, I love the part where it says pop off now because OnlyFans come in my, in my inbox. And I'm like, since when you became that? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, like, who's giving you this green light? You know what I mean? So it got to right. be the internet. Because in real life, it would never happen. Right. You know what I mean? So that's yes. what the internet is. And, and that's who it serves. That that wannabe, that individual that needs it. It fulfills a void and or desperation, if you will. And to me, when, when she goes up and do that, I feel, I know what I'm saying? I feel bad for you. Y'all feel bad for dude at all, though? Nah, because... He just buying what he sees, you know. It's cool. I wouldn't do it, but if right, you right. got it and, and, and it's not, and it's you know, right, you're okay with spending your money on that and do what you do, okay. you know. But I don't think okay. it should be up there. If you get to that point, you have zero class, you just you just lost everything. All respect from me, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> I'm gonna have to be the odd man out on this one, man. <laughs> it's, it's only because of the type of money that some of them, not all of them, are making and whatnot. I mean, but that's listen. just that's rare, Mike. That's just her. Like the average female that's on there is not seeing that type of money. Nope. Right. Not a hundred grand. So they're <laughs> actually, but the the thing is, Miguel, to Nas's point, they're actually scamming girls into thinking they can do that. That right. So that's the double scam. Yeah. The, yeah, I guess it is a bad influence. If they if you get on there and you're making a hundred dollars and, and, and a month, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. Cause now you like, you know, you're losing your dignity for no money and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely get that whole they was going to do it with the with no money or with money or without money. They just want a platform. They want attention. <laughs> Women need attention, period. And so when you throw in, even I can get paid too. It's automatic. <laughs> Thank you. Nice right. Automatic. I'm if we ask you this question, was on another show. Would you be an OnlyFans model for a girl if you didn't have to show your face, Nas? Would I be a model? Like, say if she said, "I want to have sex with you on my OnlyFans. You don't got to show your face, or whatever." Would you? Would you? Would you do it for her or whatnot? Ah man, like I'm old school. All right. Ah man. What if she break your piece of the bread? <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do it because I everybody else that that's on them, what only fans represent to me, I got myself you. won't allow me to do it. All right. All right. Yeah, you know, for the ask mad guys, it was like I do it for free. They think I pay me nothing or whatever. So. I mean, for that, What's just that? FaceTime me. Like I ain't got to create no OnlyFans account. They capping, Mike. Huh? They capping. You think they capping? Yeah, come on, man. Dudes, like, oh, I'll do it for free. You put me on your OnlyFans. Dudes man, get nervous when they're on live. When they you put them on camera, That's and now they just it's cat. Don't do nah. I don't, I don't I'm pretty that. sure if we all came together and put our phones together, we could give Pornhub a run for their money. <laughs> 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 well, we got for free. 
Yeah, I can just feel those all day, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. All yeah. the movies. Archive from the hey, hey uh, archives from the mid two thousands. Oh man! The VZ, the VZ if I can get four picks. phones back, it's over. <laughs> we getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like three hundred k viewers on each video. Hey, I was making a. Hey, look, hey, I was making it with the little mini cam. I didn't, before the phones had the camera. Man, listen. <laughs> oh, need, we don't need no holy fans, man. That, that's for these new birds. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move forward. Um, oh, man. And these ain't got no memes, so these are questions I ask. So um, I'll I start with, uh, with Nas here. Do you find it? Hard or easy to break up with a woman when you know it's over? When I know it's over, do I find it hard or easy? Yeah. Like, is that a hard conversation or easy conversation for you? Uh, it's easy. Okay. Yeah. I think it's easy when I know it's over because I already made my mind up. Like, so I've already processed everything I needed and considered everything I needed to consider. All the boxes are checked off. So when I finally say we need to have this conversation, it's going to be easy. Gotcha. Now, if I don't know it's over and I try to have that conversation, it's going to be difficult because she's going to give rebuttals I didn't expect. Right, right. Think about it now. <laughs> so it makes the whole conversation difficult. Yeah, I my agree. mind was never made up. So that would be why. You have a general approach to it that you use, or it just depends on the person and who it is. Like breaking up with somebody. Nah, nah, that's tailored made for the relationship. You know what I mean? That that's drastically made to measure because there's no way that is a OS, a one size fit at all. It's no <laughs> okay. How about you, Bex? Um, I agree with what Nan said. I think if if you know and you mentally put yourself in a point of where, all right, this is over, I don't think it'll be hard to basically end whatever situation or thing you have with that person. But I do agree with the point of like uncertainty. If you're not really sure, um, it could be difficult on your approach because something may be thrown at you where you might not expect it which would cause you your mind to linger. Like, is this like really something I want to do or damn, I didn't think about that. So, but just answering your question, point out, I do think um, once you know, you know, it's like, it's just unanimous. So if you were like, not all the way sure, have you ever been throwing a curveball where like, you know, you <laughs> went to break up, but then you didn't? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nas? Same question. Oh, we lost. It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh. On to you. Same questions, bro. Well, I mean, I feel like the only thing that could make you rearrange your thoughts is instantaneous top, right? <laughs> and in fact. I'm a. I need the same time. 
before sex, and then I need it separately from sex. Sex without hair is like a sandwich with no bread. <laughs> I need it. I don't listen. Yeah, I don't listen. <laughs> but uh, so, for the most part, it, it is a 10 times easier if you already made up your mind. And if you think about it, usually in this conversation, women have not only made up their mind, but they found the replacement guy. <laughs> I mean, not, not you know, unless they try to talk you out of it like they did banks, I guess. <laughs> whatever. No, I, I'm saying if, if women were to make oh, the same other decision. way around, I got you. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, women women are ruthless when it comes to that. They already got um, the side or the person to help get you out of their mind planned the minute they say they're done with you. Mm-hmm. I um I found it the harder. Playlist. <laughs> it's hard with the quotes on Instagram. They got an Instagram, they got the quotes, the playlist, <laughs> and the dude ready. The dude they're not gonna even keep. It's just really just to get you out their mind, like, okay, I did it. Now I can just, you know, hold on for a couple months and do my thing. And they're going to the recovery stage. The you entanglement. Know? Exactly. Hilarious. I found <laughs> it harder when I was younger, but now it's like I'm the cutoff king now. But when I was younger, uh, I found it a lot harder. I was more worried about their feelings and things like that. I just didn't know how to do it. It was to a point where I actually had a friend who told me he would go break up with her for me because I didn't know how to break up with the girl. Yeah, he was like, yo. Actually, shout out to my man, Ray. He's the one who said that or whatever. He's like, yo, I, I, I'm not going to hurt door until it's over for you because that's how, like, I, like I, at my younger stage, I've stayed in relationships sometimes for months or years after I knew it was over because I didn't know how to break up with them. It was crazy. Um, but as I got older, it became easier and easier. And now, like I said, I just be like, yo, it's over. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you know, my remorse ain't what it used to be. So, but um, but to Banks' point, you know, that curveball <laughs> can definitely throw you off if you go in there with a game plan. Like, look, this these are my issues, blah blah blah, and then they hit you with like a rebuttal that could definitely throw you off a little bit. So, kind of like sometimes you got to stay strong if you really know it's over and over. But I mean, shouldn't that rebuttal be anticipated if you know the person? Yeah, I mean it should be. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like I knew you were gonna say that. You're right. Yeah, kind of like you know. Well, I, I could definitely see uh, you having a rebuttal anticipated, Josh. You know, overall. So, you know, think it um, all the way through. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's another one. Uh, have you ever lied to a woman about your age in any direction to get with her? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Finesse King. I don't know. Which okay. direction? I was not serious here for this, but uh, <laughs> he said some things that I seen him do. I was like, "Damn, she really thought that? That's crazy." <laughs> Which direction did you lie about? Um, it, it depends. Um, especially oh, so you've done both. What's like <laughs> in regards to you talking about age, right? Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I've done that because this is my approach. I like to feel women out, right? And. Sometimes some women may, you know, they, they may have this precursor where I just think it's just ridiculous. Like, oh, if you're a certain age, I'm not going to talk to you or blah, blah, blah. Right? right. And they just completely cut you off from that point. So me, if I feel that and depending on how bad I want you, 
I either probably will never say my age. I'm just gonna let you think whatever my whatever you think my age is. I'm just gonna let you think that just based on how I act. Um, it's rare where I would say like I'm this age because I don't. I just doesn't. It doesn't um, come out as smooth in that per se. I guess. But I usually just make you, I just usually let them think whatever they want to think to make themselves feel comfortable to give them whatever fantasy they want in regards to my age to make them feel better. That's what I do because I've learned, <laughs> I, I, it's the truth though, but I learned right. with some women, if you tell them like, oh, I'm this age, they just like, oh, mm, I don't want it. And they walk away. But then after a while, they know you, whatever, they find out they're regardless of you got yours or whatever they might not even want to leave anymore because now like well you know he has this or that i'm gonna stay blah 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 as opposed to you know which i still think is ridiculous if you they see you're this age they're just quick to escape out so i'll tell you you've had some women were completely surprised when they found out your age at some point of course <laughs> okay of course. Like, oh, you're that? Oh, wow. Okay. What about you, Josh? I, in my experience, my age has always been an advantage. Okay. Which is interesting because if the lady is older than I, right, then it's like, oh, my gosh, you're so mature for your age. <laughs> okay. And I think we all know uh, demographically, usually – uh, younger ladies in their college years do appreciate being with gentlemen over the age of 27. So that, that always works and to that benefit as well. So I never, I never actually saw it as a, a reason to, to lie, to be, to be honest. Um, I'm a banks. I have in both directions, uh, you know, made myself a little older to be with older women at some, uh, in life. And they made myself a little younger to be with women who were a little bit younger at, at some point. So I definitely had in both directions, but <clears throat> I never expected things to go far when I do that. It's just for the initial get with them. It did backfire on me once when a lady found out uh, because of my birthday came up. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, and I think it was like some friends of mine. Oh, around wait, 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 wait. This is story time with Miguel. Yeah, so so she was older. She was uh like thirty one, and I was uh like twenty three, and I think I told her I was twenty six or something like that or twenty seven, and um I remember uh you know in the beginning we were just like you know taking having a good time whatever this and that, and then some time had passed. All of a sudden it was like my birthday was coming up and um, I knew what I had said. So I knew it would become an issue if we found out. So I kind of didn't say anything. And then I think we like ran into like a family member or a friend and they were like, yeah, yeah you, you about to turn 24, right? <laughs> and she looked at me like, wait, what? And then, yeah, later on we had a conversation and, and I tried to play it off like, like, no, nah, no, nah, I told you that. And she was like, no, you told me you missed one of your things or whatever. And I was like, you sure? You know, we try to play it off or whatever. And nah, she definitely stuck to her gun. So I told her the truth, whatever. But like Banks said, she wound up still dealing with me because she already liked me or whatever. She already liked the personality I had, the person that I was, and blah, blah, blah. 
but I definitely have um, in both directions. So, uh, so totally Mike said this. I don't. I hope you don't think I'm like talking out of my like rear end. Not that you would mind. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, basically. <laughs> That would have been a good question for Naj. You're right about that. I'll oh my that god, <laughs> I've heard so many examples of that. Like, there's so many examples I I've seen with him where people thought Nasir was way older than what he was when we were younger. Like it's ridiculous. How many women thought Nasir was a certain age? And I'm looking like, how the hell does she think you're at this age? This doesn't even make any sense. We're in high school. <laughs> like, it was like. He's probably wearing fedoras in high school, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, I, that, no, in high school, Nasir was more uh, streetwear. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, like he, yeah, like in high school, he wasn't like as like tight, tight. I mean, he right. was a little tight, but not as like <laughs> tight in regards to like clothing wise. Right, 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 right. Um, you know, he still wore like certain street brands and whatever. That gotcha. It just cost a little bit more than what everyone else was wearing. Of course, right. but he was more like, you know, if you saw what Nas, how Nas dressed before, you'd be like, you wouldn't recognize him. Gotcha. Uh, that's funny. And then the last one we got, uh, have you ever approached a woman to ask for her number or ask her out and got turned down? And what did you do after that? <laughs> All right. Well, since you're laughing, Banks, we'll start with you. Um, I mean, I, I think in most, in most points to that, like, I don't usually approach women. I like women who approach me. Um, okay. okay. I like that. But the only way I approach women is if I feel like they're like bad enough. Like there is just something about them. Like I have to, like, there's just like a certain attribute, like, wow, I need to get this. Like, I'll give you an example where there was this one girl, she had this like, she was this crazy, crazy body, everything tall, like all the credentials I like. And I remember she, I, I think I was kind of drunk too. <laughs> I was. And she looked at me like I was crazy when I walked up. Um, and first she did not want to give me, no, actually, no, I don't even think I asked for her number, but she, I think I asked for something else. And then she wouldn't give it to me at first. But me, if I if I have like a liking to her, I like I'm like kind of persistent, and then I eventually get it. But then there's also instances where I may do that, and you know, some women they like to play a little game depending on how your game is or whatever. And sometimes depending on the effort or how they look or you know, if I feel like I could find somebody else, I may not even play into it, and I'll be like, all right, whatever, I'm cool, and I'll be like, all right, I'm cool, like. There's other girls here. I'll go find somebody else. Um, so it's like it, it depends on the person. If they deny me, then that's fine. You know, uh, what did Gucci say? Girls are like buses every 15 minutes. They run it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I would, um, yeah, I would definitely just go to the next one. I, I that's why I wish Nasir was here because I see Nasir try to steer himself out of certain scenarios where a girl would say no. And he would like say something to try to sway <laughs> her attention. 
to yes. <laughs> really? That's hilarious. Yeah, there's some times I see Nasir try to bag, especially like older women. <laughs> and he would like, uh, I think even Jazz seen something like that. There was somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, Kaisha, matter of fact, or whatever. The one who that was her? Guess, Yeah, that was her. Yeah. Was well, our show. well, there was one he actually got her number. I don't, oh, okay. know, I don't know if it was her. Because uh, I remember he was talking to her for a little bit. Oh, okay. Now, what about her? Yeah, okay. No, but I, I think I heard about that story. Yeah. But, uh, he, there's like points of where, you know, I just, depending on how bad you want it, you know, because there's times <laughs> where you're like, all right, whatever, fair. And then there's other times like, nah, I, I have to get this. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Josh? It's interesting because I've always had a, a counterintuitive approach. So I would always give out my number to the girl. And, and I'm like, uh, when you're ready, you contact me type of thing. Interesting. Okay. So you've never like tried to ask for her number or ask her out. No, nah, not really. That's not really my style. Like similar to banks, usually women are the ones approaching me. So I really don't have to do that anyway. In addition, I don't really, I don't really go out and unless it's like in, incredibly exclusive circles. So usually it's going to be social, uh, excuse me, social circle game. So oh. there's going to be a warm approach anyway. So it's not really random. I got you. Yeah. Right. That makes that, that makes pretty much sense. Um, when I was, yeah, I mean, everything goes back to me in different stages of life. When I was younger and on the prowl, definitely. <laughs> but um, as I got older, yeah, one week uh, yeah, when I was one week, Mike, <laughs> um, Mr. Ramada in. Ooh, <laughs> Mr. Still your girl. If she smiles, she's calling you her. I used to call myself that, Mr. Still Your Girl, actually. Back in the day. Mr. Route 130. <laughs> I've been more than there, man. <laughs> but yeah, I would, I would definitely, when I was at that point, I would definitely, you know, I, I would definitely approach. I didn't get a lot of no's. I was, I, I play, I play women like I play the stocks. I play percentages. Same thing. So you know, I, I had a thing where Yo, do a soundbite with that, man. You <laughs> <laughs> just stopped and paused and said that soundbite. <laughs> and Mike has recently been playing the stock, so he knows exactly what he's talking about. Exactly. Yeah. So same thing. So it was like if I got eighty percent of the numbers, I was trying to get then i felt good about that like the other 20 percent didn't like shy me away or, or or mess with my confidence at all in any way but i think just like the stocks josh when you start out sometimes you're you're giddy and you're all over the place but then when you study and learn them like i have now you kind of stick to that solid you know apple uh microsoft you know the, the amazon. Nike, amazon the solid stocks. And when you play them, you pretty much know you're going to get a solid return. So I would I would go after women as I got older who are more quality, but also that I kind of know I would get a solid return because of who I am. So absolutely. It's uh to me, it's it doesn't make any sense if you approach someone who statistically is going to say no. Regardless of how amazing you are, to me, it doesn't doesn't even make sense. Like you, you should increase your your uh, your stake, your percentage, right? 
exactly. You should you should increase uh your percentages. It's better, you know, it's uh yeah, exactly. So that's how I would look at it. But guys, we're at two hours and a half exactly, and that is a great time to end our show. We do want to thank our guests, uh my brother Eric, appreciate it. And of course, shout out, to e. shout out to E. Uh, of course, Nasir, uh, who you'll see tomorrow on Poetic Charm as well. By um, the yeah. way, where where is Nate Dizzle at? Uh, Nate, I got to holler at him. He want to come on the show, too, you know, at some point. We got some other stuff going on for Nate. So and we need uh, Tony Stark Jr. on here, too. Tony Stark Jr. will be on next week. It's official. I talked to him. Today, and finally, we get to get him and Banks on the same uh, video. So I, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Because he way. actually responded to one of your oh, to, to 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 you from the show last week, Banks. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Oh yeah. So Tony will be. I got another friend. Um, my friend, his name is Eric. We call him E. So he'll be coming on, and whoever else we can get. Banks, if you got any more people, you know, you know, holler at them, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll keep it moving, stuff like that. So absolutely, Eric. we might have to get uh Claude Diz on here as well, who's listening backstage. Clo did stop playing. Come on the show. Bring Ari <laughs> with you. Bring Ari with you. But definitely come on the hopefully, show. Hopefully her phone don't die. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. We got a portable charger for you, Clo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we appreciate you guys for watching. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on the video. And we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.